Welcome back to the Type 40 feed at type40.podbean.com. And after so many of you enjoyed our live show on the TV movie a few weeks ago, even a pudding brain like me can tell that these totally unedited, longer-form shows work just as well here as podcasts as over on YouTube and Facebook where they're broadcast. So, here's the first full, regular edition of Type 40 Live as its own podcast too. Again, I'll remind you that this is recorded completely live and we interact with viewers across those platforms in real time. The occasional piece may get slightly lost in translation, we'll work on that, and the odd swear word may pass one or more of our lips. So this show's not suitable for the under-15s. Now that's all clear. Enjoy Type 40 Live kicking off our summer season. Whatever time zone or time stream that you're in this afternoon, wherever you are, and whether whether your guidelines have lifted (laughs) and how many of you are allowed to sort of gather in wherever you are, however you are, you're safe with us. We've got got our masks off, everybody, and our mouths running for more Type 40 Live. At last, at last, we're back. So wherever you're uh, beaming in from across the Hooniverse, sit tight and listen up and get commenting too. Obviously, we're broadcasting live to YouTube and Facebook, the Type 40 Facebook group and the Facebook page this afternoon. Yeah, with me, Dan Hadley, Birmingham's King of the Geeks, as ever. And I have, yeah, some companions waiting in the wings. They've all been sent the links. In fact, a few people, a few extra people have been sent the links this time too. I don't know if they're going to turn up yet, but let's see who has. Let's see who you are. Let's see how busy the chat is. Oh, wow. Great to see so many of you back with us from the beginning. Uh, first of all, Lord Thoth, morning. <laughs> As always, Lord Thoth, morning and afternoon. Everybody, please like, share, and subscribe. Yes, hit the cloister bell for notifications about when we go live next, because we do do these things whenever we can get away with them. Uh, since it's the summer season, we've got the geek inside here. So since it's the summer, summer season, do we get complimentary hamburgers and beer if we tune in asking for a friend? Well, we could. We could send them over, but I think they may not be edible by the time they get to you. You're in, I can't remember exactly where you are. <laughs> Father Christopher Miller, hail, he's hailing one another. And uh, Digby Strawbridge, good afternoon from soggy South London. Hail to all you lovely folks in the chat. Hail, Spacebook. Yes, this is the Spacebook. This is the best channel that you'd never heard of. Type 40 Live. This is our live streamed 
version of all our Doctor Who content here on the space. Of course, we make the Type 40 Doctor Who podcast for the Fandom Podcast Network, where we drop new episodes most weeks. Not so much lately, but most weeks. Most weeks, again, now we're getting back up to speed. Great one the other week about Christopher Eccleston with myself and Starry-Eyed Girl. That's gone down really, really well. More of that to come, of course, because he's back, isn't he? Just like we're back, he's back too. Wendology. Watching in the chat. Hail from Wales. Hail. Have we got anybody from, have we got anybody from Scotland here? I don't know. I've, I've, I have sent a link out to somebody from, from Scotland because I don't know if you guys have seen this news. See, now, it turns out that uh, the 12th Doctor himself, Peter Capaldi, He's, uh, he's really into Zoom. He's enjoying his Zoom. And uh, so much so that he's even turning up in Zoom events and discussions where, he's, where he wasn't originally invited. So I've been, I've been reading this story. It says, Peter Capaldi bewildered after accidentally joining Zoom meeting held by a climate change group. And there he is. <laughs> he, just, he does look, yeah, he does look bewildered. I think that's probably the perfect word. And it says here that Doctor Who star Peter Capaldi looked bewildered as he accidentally joined a Zoom meeting held by this climate change group. The TARDIS travelling star appeared to have taken a wrong turn as he logged into a sci-fi sci-fi for beginners online meeting about how you can turn poo into power. So (laughs) this sounds unmissable, doesn't it? I'm I'm sorry, I missed it myself now. Uh, But yeah, as it goes on, they say that uh, one of their members, Sheila, was acting out a dialogue about about how human and animal waste can be turned into fuel when the actor himself (laughs) materialised in the online meeting. And uh, yeah, they were all talking about what you can do with the waste because it's a good source of fuel that she says here. There, There she is, look, a big Jurassic Park. Fan, it seems, and uh, one of our writers, Sheila, was immersed in her story about poo and uh, a script about going to the toilet when Peter Capaldi's name popped up in the bottom of the screen. Everybody was listening intently and thought, surely it's someone just using his name to join for a laugh. Well, you would do. I mean, <laughs> who do something like that? <laughs> I think we've probably all done things like that, certainly on this stream. And uh, but they couldn't believe it. Nobody said anything to him because everybody was trying to act cool. But they didn't want to interrupt Sheila. Poor Sheila, who was in full flow, talking about you know what. But Peter looked around, increasingly puzzled, and then disappeared. And it said that anyone of any stature coming in on that moment would have been quite confused. Uh, we have no idea how Peter came to be there, but maybe his TARDIS was playing up. And uh, yeah, the group co-founder, Claire Ditz. Distant said she couldn't believe her eyes when the famed Scots actor appeared in their chat. Peter was trying to talk, but he was on mute. And the group are keen to find out if Peter logged on by accident or was curious to find out more about their creative writings and all, all that, all that poo. Now, in the spirit of that, I think I think he was probably there on purpose. And so I've sent this link to his agent. And uh, for all I know, he could be waiting now in the green room. So we're not going to, well, you could say we talk shit most weeks. <laughs> so we've even got that for him. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit one of these buttons and to see if I get, uh, let's try this one. Peter, Peter, is that you? Peter? <laughs> hey, Simon. Well, this is, this is almost, <laughs> this is almost as good as the Simon Horton. Oh, it's an original I, lunatic. Hold on. Where, where am I? What, what chat am I doing? This is the one about the, about the animal waste. <laughs> right, right, okay. It's not Doctor Who, is it? Because I thought I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get in at the moment to the special session, the Zoom session, all about turning cow dung into usable housing. So I'm on the right Zoom chat, aren't I? Am I? 
Is this... I think they start at six. I'll, I'll send you. I'll I'll get Peter Capaldi. This is about Doctor Who, is it? I don't want to talk about Doctor Who. I, I'm not. We can't. We can't promise anything. <laughs> we'll get round to that later on. It's good to have you back, Simon. And yes, he hasn't got blue hair. He hasn't got blue. I wonder, I wonder if he has. Let's try Barnaby Jago. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Barnaby. Hello, Barnaby. Okay. Unfortunately, no blue hair. And uh, yeah, that would be a brilliant idea to uh, solve the housing crisis by using uh, effluent and uh, stuff of that nature. Uh, you solved it, Simon. Only cow dung. But you've, you've, you've solved it, uh, Simon. Well because done. nothing else would work, would it? If you think about it, it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. Cow dung will work. Sheep droppings wouldn't work. Exactly, exactly. Perfect idea. You're, Barnaby, you're an actor too. You, you, you don't know where Peter Capaldi is, do you? I've sent him the link. Does he turn up to these things very often, like script readings? Oh. Have, you, have you ever bumped into him? He, he doesn't reply to my messages anymore. Mm. Okay, let's try this not one. Since, not since that day. <laughs> That's another no, show I, entirely. Yeah, yeah, we'll go into let's, that. Let's, no, let's uh, Peter's fantastic actor. I love him. Let's try this one. Oh! That's definitely. Oh, I've got lipstick off for Peter, and he's not here. <laughs> he's, not, he's not turned up yet. So I thought. I thought you because I. I've, I told you. Obviously, Sarah, Sarah loves Peter Capaldi, so I've already warned her about this. We're expecting him, him any minute. There's no way he's going to want to. I thought this. you. I thought you put the lipstick on for us, Sarah, but it's <laughs> not. It's only for Peter. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> I've been rumbled. Okay. Well, we, we do have. We do have more people. So yes. Well. Okay. This this is looking. This signal is coming in from roughly the same area where where Peter lives. I think so. We're gonna we're gonna try this one. See if it. Peter, Peter. Yeah. It, it, it's not Peter, but I'll tell you something. In Doctor Who circles recently, I've been hearing a load of shit. Hey! Hello, Spaceworkers! Katie, good to have you back. Let's yeah, let's start as we need to go on, eh? Oh, people in the chat, pleased to see everybody back. And yeah, looking forward to, to seeing what you've all got to say. They're talking to one another too. Hey, shipmates! Hello, shipmates to Crimpline Doubloon. Crimpline Doubloon. Um, <laughs> yes, and we've got hi everyone. So hey. Rebecca Gold. Talking about Rebecca Gold, her her handlight is definitely here this time. Yes, so we're, we're Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome back. It's the mega director and the mega writer, Ian David Diaz. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, let's get the poke. There we go. Woo -hoo. <laughs> Ian. Probably get arrested Peter, for that. Yeah. Any idea when Peter Capel is going to turn up? Have you heard anything? Um, um, he's, he's, he's in the Who's toilet it? at the moment. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's doing a bit of research. His poo. Yeah, he's doing some research. <laughs> research for That's just vile. Absolutely disgusting. Yes, yes, we're all back for more Doctor Who talk eventually. We're, we're going to try and deliver that. Yay! <laughs> and it's lovely to be back. Hello, everybody! Yeah, it's it's the we, JT show. That's what it is. all of you. <laughs> and I've missed all of you watching in the chat too. Yeah, we're going to be back for a longer run of shows this time. All being well. So much to talk about, not least of all the fact that, uh, yeah, you should, you really should like this video. I mean, where do you get this kind of entertainment as it is in the Hooniverse? It's fantastic already, isn't it? So you may as well hit the like button in advance. Like and subscribe to the channel, please, if you haven't already, because there will be more coming up as the summer season rolls out and hit the cloister bell to get notifications about what and where and how. Yeah, I, uh, I've, I've sort of uh, built this as our summer season, everybody. This is more Ooh. in hope. This is, this, is like our end of the this is our end of the peer show, is it, then? <laughs> it could be. Get, get slapping your thighs, everybody. 
Yeah, because we've had a few weeks off, so I was wondering, you know, so a, a new season in the time that we've been away. What have you been watching, reading, listening to, or playing Doctor Who related over the last six or seven weeks? Simon, what have you been doing? I have been having a fantastic time. I've been catching up on all the Jodie Whittaker stuff, and I've been watching all of her last series and loving. Oh no, no, no! Sorry, wrong, wrong. No, I haven't been. This isn't Fantasy Island, Simon. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been watching my season eight Blu-ray, and that season eight, as in right, yeah. John Pertwee season eight mm -hmm. Blu-ray, I'm mm, thoroughly lovely. enjoying that, and, and really, really rocking that one. So that's what I've been doing. Very happy. Thank you. So I know that some people race through those in a matter of days, but no, Not you can't. Yeah, yeah, we've got lots of people saying hi, hi back to the panel. Hi, hi Rebecca Gold, Starry-Eyed Girl. Hail one another. Barnaby, how about yourself? What have you been doing? It's been it's been even longer since we last spoke. So what, have you been reading anything that you like to read? Uh, yeah, I've actually been watching a lot of the old... Uh, I, me and my housemate have gone uh, starting through um, Peter Davison's uh, run again because uh, we have the uh, the Blu-ray now. So we're working our way. Uh, we've just finished... What have we just finished? Kinder, which oh, is... Uh, oh, lovely, yeah. Loads and loads of shouting and lots of uh, great lines in there that we just... Because men shouting. people! <laughs> men people! Well, loads oh, of shouting. Fantastic. And last, 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 <laughs> that's really good and uh just um one thing i we've just finished uh and we we've just finished Earthshock. actually that's when we finished and i really i didn't appreciate him peter that much until i actually saw that because it's i've actually realized i've never seen it uh all the way through before his series and it it, mm. it shows how much of a great actor he is because once adric adric dies spoiler adric dies <laughs> um, uh, as it goes on you see his character change it because he he is quite sort of boyish um number five at the beginning he is very sort of boyish and happy and once adric dies you get more of that sort of um worried kind of like dr later on i i never uh, made that connection before and i'm actually got a big big far more respect for um uh peter now after watching mm. that so it's been it's been a wonderful uh thing so we're going to try to finish it up and and finish on uh case of andrazani so oh, brilliant episode. i think it's a very centered performance and your your housemate they're they're a fan too aren't they a oh, huge fan yeah yeah i mean yeah it's we're match made in heaven here it's brilliant <laughs> so we've got a few words of caution here Sedaka who's, who's watching in the chat says it's bad luck to keep a Dalek for a pet I've never had a single problem have you, yeah. have you Sarah have you got you've got plenty of Daleks around there what else uh, have you been looking after them and, and doing much else over the last few weeks what's I been keeping you off the streets as long as, as long as you behave yeah I think it's fine <laughs> to have Daleks uh, oh god yeah I've been completely immersed in classic home um, I've been watching Bob Holmes, his entire work. I've been doing a stream about that over on Blue Bonnet's channel. Um, now we've moved on to Chris Boucher. So I'm really looking forward to that because it's like my three favourite stories. Mm. Um, I've also... Um, I got into a, bit of a, into a bit of a disagreement about the two Doctors because I really like it. Okay. It was rubbish. <laughs> Oh, it was all right. Rubbish. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but it was good. It was a very good discussion. It was very respectful. Yeah. And, you know, we behaved like adults. All that rare. potential oh, lost. <laughs> what's the, what's the point of being grown if you can't be childish? You've got to, you've got to have yeah. Exactly. Um, I, was I, really, I, I had my debut as being Peter Davison Barnaby. I, I oh, played, well done. I played mm. Peter in. Planet of Fire. Oh, uh, so yeah. I quite enjoyed that yeah. one. 
Um, and the next script doctors were doing is Time Lash. And I quite like Time Lash, I'm not going to lie. So do okay. I. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Save your breath. So I've been trying to find my inner power and it's really difficult. I can't do the accent. Every time I start, I sound like Penelope Gritstone. So as a man of discerning taste, JT, what have you been watching and, and reading or listening to? What have you been up to? Well, I watched Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. That was quite good. Um, <laughs> Doctor Who wise, nothing. I've just been sitting um, watching the events of, that's been going up in fandom recently and just looking at all of that. But I haven't, I haven't actually, because um, I've been busy with other projects, I haven't done anything Doctor Who wise. So but I, do, I do have this Dalek. Can you see that? Hello. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What's the one? Like, no, this no, it's you put um you put a what's it called a hot water bottle in it and your pajamas. Oh, uh, never, never seen one of those before. No, I have did. You? I, I was curious Show you again because... then <laughs> <laughs> because it there has been there has been a little uh little well the, yeah I mean all sorts of I don't think Doctor Who has been in the news so much as it has been in the last two or three weeks for maybe two mm. or three years. And the truth of the matter is, you know, it's uh, it's not necessarily Bad. for the best for the best reasons, is it? But you know, I don't. Oh. They do say that that um, all publicity is good, or there's no such thing as bad publicity. Oh, what do you think, I, Ian? I, I, there, there is for Noel Clark and <laughs> Mr. Barryman. Definitely bad publicity for them, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. But I just I just like to say that I watched um, Oxygen because of that man. Me too. Up there, up there. He recommended it. And I, I did. It. And I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. So, so I recommend what's, it as what's, well. oxy what's oxygen it's, then, Ian? Thank you. It's a, it's a movie on Netflix, and it's about this woman who wakes up in kind of like a coffin, but it's like a super high tech coffin thing, and she has to figure out why she's there, where she's going, how to get out. That's basically. But we can't tell you anymore because it would no. ruin it. It'll spoil your enjoyment, yeah. yeah. It's, highly, it's highly recommended, um, and I would yeah, go and watch it. It's the most intelligent sci-fi film I've seen in a very, very long time. I yeah. saw your recommendation of that one, Sai, so I've got that down uh, to watch as soon as I can. But I also want to say thanks to, to Ian here for Mega Geeky, because he actually suggested Love and Monsters, which immediately brought back um, yeah. certain night nightmares about a particular <laughs> episode. <laughs> but I watched it, and I really enjoyed that one as well. That was fun. That was just it like was. it used to be in the 80s, those sort of yep. films. I really enjoyed it, so thank you for that recommendation. Yeah, yeah Ian, I, I, I watched that too because of your... That oh, good. Well. Sorry, Barnaby. Yeah, uh, I watched I uh, know, uh, Ian. Yeah, I watched that because of your recommendation as well. Well, there you go. See, <laughs> listen oh, to the mega geek. So <laughs> do you not? Do you not find guys that with everything that's been going on? I mean, Dan. One one of the reasons I haven't actually bothered with any uh, Doctor Who recently is that I, I'm feeling this sort of uh, I don't know fatigue with with the whole thing. I mean, obviously, I haven't yeah. been watching it for the latest. And and Sarah, I'd rather watch Time Lash any day than anything Chris Chibnall would produce. <laughs> but you know, it's a real case of. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like fed up with everything There's just now. Just, I don't know. No, and, and what is happening isn't exciting. It isn't involving yeah. us. It's it's not mm. quite good news in certain elements. There the, was the, the fan element there that really was bringing it really closer to home with that mm -hmm. incident on Twitter. So it's a really, it's, I don't know. Is anyone else feeling like that or is it just me? 
All of us, I think. No, I, I, I don't. I mean, I share some of your some of your fatigue, and I do measure my time spent on social oh. media, particularly particularly Twitter. But mm. I, th- I notice how most of us, I mean, you know, Barnaby, Sarah, Simon, you know, the three of you, all reaching back to, to classic Who. When when Dology here in the chat says, no, "There's no break needed from classic Who for us." Yeah, I definitely agree. a little break from new Who. For a for a bit, do you think New Who is slightly contaminated by how things have, have turned out? Then, yeah, now it for is you t- for you too for you too, Ian. Is that how you feel? Yeah. too? yeah, it is a bit. But you know what? It doesn't stop. I'm watching um a Chris Eccleston uh, episodes now, so just to refresh my memory and stuff. So I'm just watching that, and um, do you know what? I kind of like it a bit more. I never liked when I first watched it. Um, I, it's all right. There were some really great mm. episodes, but mm. I'm kind of getting to to like him. I, I I don't know. I got to admit, I never thought he was the best Doctor. Put it that way. Yeah. But you know, okay. You know. It's funny. You go. Is this the first time you've watched them as well since all that time? So you know, yeah, kind of new episodes for you, I suppose. You've seen them with fresh eyes. Fifteen years on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punish. I mean, Punish. I recommend I recommend people watching Chris again. There are some bits that he's not good, and there's some bits that he's really good. So you know, um, yeah. anyway. <clears throat> no doubt we'll be talking some more about Christopher Eccleston. We've got a couple of podcasts. Well, we've dropped one already. There's at least <clears throat> one, possibly two more coming on the whole Eccleston <clears throat> saga, the past, <laughs> present, <laughs> and future with Christopher. That's only thinks of comment. He doesn't. He doesn't approve. Uh, but yeah, I was wondering if any of you caught this because, as you know, I haven't got a TV license anymore. Partly because Woo! of what we've what we've been talking about. So I haven't got a TV license anymore, and it's very, very rare that I regret that. In fact, hardly ever. But I did this week because I noticed that this was broadcast on BBC Four. So Ooh. this it, this was a, a, a drama, a docudrama. Starring the actress Caroline Katz. In fact, I think she wrote. Yes, that's right. She wrote and directed it too. Where Caroline plays Delia Derbyshire, and we talked about her a few weeks ago, didn't we? On the on our first ladies show, talked about mm. her a little bit. But obviously, she is the. Uh, I, I was going to say the unsung hero, but she's not particularly unsung now. But in her lifetime, she was, wasn't she? She was largely unnoticed. Uh, worked at the BBC, obviously on the Doctor Who theme tune and many other things. Pioneered electronic music. And uh, they made a short film of this around two or three years ago, like a 10, 15-minute thing, but it was expanded to a full feature. And, yeah, it was on BBC Four the other night. So I wondered if any of you guys or anybody watching in the chat, if you'd seen it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the same boat as you, don't I don't. Yeah, I got a TV licence. And I'm the same as you and Sarah. Yeah, can't watch was, it. Was she, was she really cutting edge? Was, mm. she, is, is, was it worth making a film about this woman? I mean, did she well, really for, did break the ground? For, with yeah, yeah. yeah. for her time, right. she was okay, absolutely well. um, absolutely okay. leading the charge there. And she was the only woman, work, woman working in that industry at that point in the, in the 60s. So, yeah, she's, she deserved that time. I, I do notice there was a, um, a DVD stroke Blu-ray release that appeared on Amazon on Monday. I don't know if okay. it's still there. There was no date on it, but I'll probably purchase the Blu-ray looking at it. If anyone could tell us if the show was good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I might seek it out. It'll be released at some point. Yeah, I might seek it out. I might seek it out. Yeah. Might take- That's what I'll be doing. I'll be getting it, you know, because obviously I do support the Doctor Who brand and anybody who wants to do anything different with it, you know, whether it's official or unofficial, you know, I do try and get behind that and listen to that. Mm. So I will I will definitely go to Amazon and see if it is oh, coming out on disc because Caroline Katz, she's been around for quite, I think she plays the, uh, the second lead in Doc Martin with Martin Clunes. Yeah, she does. So she she's does, a, yeah. a well-known right. actress. 
She does. And obviously, she's a, uh, yeah, and, and uh, Delia Derbyshire. You know, I, I know she did get touched on a little in an, an adventure in uh, space, space and time. Yeah. But yes. obviously, you know, it was more it was more about Verity and about William Hartnell. So yeah, to nearly ten years on to get essentially another docudrama of who interests Barnaby. It's <laughs> who interests to have its own category on yeah. uh, on a streaming service. I think. Now, I, I did wonder, and the other, the other big thing, of course, because as we are heading into the summer, people, and particularly as lockdowns are getting lifted, and people are able to see see one another and to go places, it's the time where people start to plan, if not weeks away, then certainly day trips away, mm. and uh, and of course, the Doctor Who world has been rocked by this because not only not only is the Doctor Who in the newspapers for a change. There is Doctor Who back on the sides of buses. Oh, I saw. Yes. Oh, right. Everywhere saw turning that. up for Doctor Who <clears throat> time fracture. And so you've seen yeah. one of these buses out and about. I you? have. Yeah, just just actually a couple of hours ago and I was out and it drove mm -hmm. past and I went, oh, that horrible logo is on that bus. That's what I thought. <laughs> 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 but but yeah, uh, I mean, looks interesting, wherever it is. I don't know what it it's is. It's nice artwork. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I don't know yeah. if any of you, of you have been to uh, the Harry Potter immersive experience. I think they're aiming for something like this, are they, Sarah? Mm. You, you're a yeah, Harry Potter think, Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry to say that Harry Potter... Is still relevant and Duck Choice and that. Don't be sorry about that. <laughs> Harry Potter's fabulous. Love Harry Potter. Is it Potter. a ride? Is it a ride or something? What is it? What well, is I've, I've got uh, I've got the information here because it is. I mean, if you look at the uh, let's get the artwork back on because we've got yeah, it's immersive everywhere presents. So this is under license from the BBC, mm. and it says. I mean, they've got this boast. This press release was put out the other day. All of the Doctors will feature in one storyline for the first time ever with pre-recorded cameos, voiceovers and secret encounters in the immersive adventure Doctor Who Time Fracture opening the 26th, 6th of May 2021. And there's going to be a cast of 42 live actors across 14 different worlds from Doctor Who. So they're all joining in for the Time Fracture. Will you join them? You can pre-order tickets for the Time Fracture at a link which I've put in the description in the show notes of this video and podcast. And yeah, the idea is it's kind of an expansion of the escape rooms format and mm. the uh, the secret cinema format. I don't know if any of you have ever been to the secret cinema events. Yeah, and uh, so that you get, uh, I've got, I've got a picture here somewhere. Yeah. So the idea is it brings the, the world, the worlds of Dr. Who to life and you can sort of walk around and interact and play games and if you remember at the Doctor Who experience, did you ever go to the Doctor Who experience, Barnby? I know, Sarah, you went loads, didn't you? No, I never went. I only ever went to, uh, to Longleat. That's the only, ever, only sort of experience or exhibition I ever went to was the Longleat one back in, I think, 1999. But uh, no, I never went to the, um, the, uh, the experience, no. Because back at, at the experience, when you first sort of went in through, through the big doors, before you got mm -hmm. out to the costumes and the props, there was uh, the set of the TARDIS, and it was all sort of beaten up and shaken from side to side. Do you, yeah. do you remember that, JT? Did you go? To where? Sorry, I was in daydreaming for a second. <laughs> to, the Doctor, to the Doctor Who experience. I went to the Doctor Who experience and the original Blackpool and the original Langholm and the original Longleat um, and also the original one in London over at Earl's Court when, when they were testing the format out. I was there on the open day. Um, but this doesn't interest me at all. Sorry, that's why I was daydreaming. 
But do you remember? Do you remember when they had when you go into the when you went into the experience? They had Matt Smith yes. on a big on a big screen talking to you while you were trying to fly the TARDIS, and there was there was yes. sort of little kids working levers. I think yeah. that this Ming, little kids. I was there as well. Go, yeah, I was. Um, like, get out the way. I was with my own kids, so I'd got other people's kids and my kids. I had no chance of getting anywhere near yeah. that. But the the doctor was yeah. sort of uh, shouting instructions at you frantically mm. from the screen, wasn't he? And I get the impression that that, that this. Yeah. Is an expansion of the same of the same idea, really. Sorry, go on, JT. Sorry, sorry. I was going to say the big question is: Does anyone care? If it, this had been released be... about three years ago, are they going to be pushing Jodie? I would have absolutely loved it. Jodie, yes. Jodie's part of it, yeah. Jodie and the other one, the other female one, they introduced in the last two years or wherever it was. The what, other one, um, she's in it too. What the council estate doctor as well. Well. I, I, okay. I don't yeah. know which one it is, but whatever they call it, yeah. Well, here's, here's some of the production. Here's some of the production design. I mean, we are now looking at a brand. Doctor Who is now a brand which is is suffering. I, I don't think anybody could yeah. argue that with with merchandise barely selling, a very reduced public profile, and then there's the fact that we're just coming out of a pandemic. So on one hand. Are people going to have the money? This is this is forty nine ninety nine per person to go, to go around. Is there, nobody can afford so, that this time. If you wanted to take a family, oh, you, you're going to knock a hole in two two hundred and fifty quid. But then again, I suppose you could be there. It's one of those events like the Harry Potter one where you you uh, book a time of between two to three hours. And just like you, JT, I think wow, this is if this has been a few years ago, absolutely, this has been something that I would have gone to. But now I am sort of amazed that it exists when the brand is kind of in trouble. I think, I think the the people who put this together need their heads looking at because they're not going to get. It looks like a game and... show, or something, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, the one on the second, the top right, looks yeah. like the weakest link. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh it? yeah, <laughs> or the crystal, the crystal maze. Yeah, or something. It looks they all look like game. Well. One looks like TFI Friday down the bottom. Oh, it really does. Yeah. It's awful. They, they look, whoever designed this, brain dead, let's face it, brain dead. But we're, we're, there you go. That, this is what Doctor Who's come to these days, isn't it? The way, yeah. it the way I look at it, it's, it's their money to try these things, to invest to invest whatever they feel that the brand is worth and to maybe bring people back, if not back to TV Doctor Who, then to then back to Doctor Who generally. I mean, it's, uh, you know, with, with Blu-rays and other things still selling, the fact that this isn't, I mean, Ian, you asked, is this pushing the the current incarnation of the Doctor, the Jodie Whittaker Doctor? And not particularly, we've got more information here. I mean, they are very much, they are very much billing up the fact that they've got pre-recorded cameos from Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, as well as, as uh, Jodie Whittaker and Joe Martin, who they describe as the current Doctors. That's interesting, oh. isn't it? And um, but it says that voice actors are going to be playing the roles of the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth Doctors. But they are going to have video and audio involvement from other Doctor Who figures like Gemma Redgrave playing uh, Kate Lethbridge-Stewart. So they're they're bringing. They're so bringing they've got people. numbers for the Doctors now. <laughs> so oh, yeah, the numbers like, don't mean anything. Do well, it costs mean... two hundred pounds for me to take my family, and you can't even get all the Doctors. Now, I know obviously you can't get John Pertwee and you know yeah. Patrick Troughton, but 
Yeah. Well, we are getting the first doctor, aren't we? If we are allowed to call him yeah. the first doctor, let's face it. Oh, you can see a picture of him there. Yeah, you can see a picture of him there. Um, David Bradley's a stand-in. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. But you know what, right? It's all going to be focused on Joe Martin and... Well, you say it's not going to be. I don't think it, there's but... any evidence to suggest that. In fact, bear in mind, bear in mind. But the why artwork... is Joe Mighty being being included though? She's not a proper doctor. Because if they don't, because if they don't, Ian, they'll get so much flack for it. But look at the artwork. This is the key artwork that's on all the posters. There's not mm. there's not an actual doctor in sight there. No. And, the, and even the TARDIS looks kind of more like the David Tennant TARDIS than the current one. So yeah. you could say that they are hedging their bets there. The idea with this is the only figure that you ever see on this artwork <laughs> is a, a figure. It could be mm. anybody. It could be either a, a male or a female uh, mm. from behind in the artwork wearing a scarf and a floppy hat stood in front of the TARDIS. So I could think that's be supposed anyone. To be, that's supposed to be us. <laughs> but I, think, I think that's supposed to be the person who buys the ticket. The idea is that you go and you can be the Doctor. Yeah, but we had this with... The Doctor Who experience, that was the point of it. You immersed yourself in it and you were the Doctor. Yeah. Or you were the companion. And it's and they got rid of it. Mm. A perfectly good, you know, building. Now I know there were issues with the council and everything, but it just seems so that you know, they, they got rid of it and then they just oh. moved it to London. But yeah. Do you remember Sarah when they were when they were trying to deal with us all complaining or moaning that the the experience in Cardiff was closing down? Do you remember Sarah that they said um, we want to try new things? Yeah. Well, this is obviously one of the new things that they wanted to try. Um, it's a shame that the series though is is a massive flop mm-hmm. uh, because if they'd done this a few years ago, it it might have actually paid off for them. But I I I, I don't know. I'm in that uh, position where I just think it's going to flop. This is going to flop because the series flops. I, I agree with you, JT. And if this and if the series was success, you know, Jodie's face would be on that poster, mm. wouldn't it? It'd be on mm. that poster. And the, the current I feel doctor that, and stuff I feel like that's, that. that it definitely would be. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. Uh, I, I appreciate what they're trying to do because I obviously, obviously, <laughs> no, but obviously, when you're growing up, watch when you're growing up watching the show, yeah. though, Barnaby, you know, you do, you sort of imagine putting yourself in that lead role, don't you? And getting to the point where you could potentially pull on the big coat and the floppy hat. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I think that's the way that we, a lot of us uh, enjoyed creative play as children. So mm-hmm. it's giving that to children and maybe to mm-hmm. some of us adults. How do you feel about it, Barnaby? Yeah, I mean, uh, but I, I might go. I might go just to see what it's all about, really. I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance, yeah. and I'll just go like, you know what? I won't. I won't make my mind up until I, I've gone through this. And if I, if I come, uh, yeah, I'm curious. I'll, I'll come out of it, and I'll come back and report. That's what they are. Guarantee. That's what they're they're hoping on. That enough yeah. fans will be curious enough to go and support it. But as Lord Thoth says, there, fifty fifty quid. Per, I mean, that's is that for the children as well, Dan? Yeah, it appears uh, to be. I'm not seeing any adjustments for prices, but I can't believe there's not some sort wow. of concession somewhere along. Because I know the Harry Potter event that they've—I keep mentioning Harry Potter, but it's the only thing I can think of. I, this has to, this has to be a deliberate attempt to capture that market because that event, mm-hmm. that experience, that attraction is so popular. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, and yet the, the ironic thing is, of course, that the um, Harry Potter one was based on the Doctor Who one. Mm. The template is exactly yeah. the same, so there's, there's, there's a certain irony there. JFO is watching in the chat. Says compare this to something like the Doctor Who proms. The proms now would make more money than that. I again, I think we've got the same. I think proms they were uh, one or two night events, weren't they? Whereas this is mm. a permanent. Well, I say nothing's permanent. Permanent installation. Mm. So mm. it's it's a slightly different 
prospect uh, for, for somebody investing money in it. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I think it's a different market. I think it's been so long since the prom. You went. Mm. Uh, the, did anybody ever go to the proms? Any, anybody go to those proms events? Yeah. What was it like, JT? Busy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and electric electric the atmosphere was amazing and of course you had a great score yeah. that was going on there um, yeah i mean you couldn't do it now yeah i, I mean the the, the 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 composer for the latest doctor who his music's terrible imagine sitting through that for like two hours who is it that does it now at some guy who i don't know but it sounds it sounds just like noise this it's just it's just noise there's yeah. no theme or anything, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, name, Murray Sagan. Has, you know, his name is Sagan. His name Akinola. is Sagan Akinola. Mm. Yeah, he's uh, right. he was quite respected before Doctor mm. Who, and I gather he still mm. does. He still works as a composer on other things, and and, and we know uh, why he got the job, right? Here's a box. What color are you? Okay, you got the job. <laughs> there you go. It, um, I said I, I love. I think I've said this before. I loved his music that first couple of weeks, but after. Three you or were four listening to, what were you listening to? You can't imagine, like as, you, as you said, as you I said, you can't it. imagine, you can't imagine okay. going to watch a prom like that. It's the kind of, it was more, it's more way on you. It's the kind of music you listen to in the bath at best, really, isn't it? Or if you're about <laughs> to give birth. What kind of, what kind of monsters and creatures are going to come out though at this prom? You know, you can't just have like racists. Just walking back. <laughs> there'll be there'll be non-binary, all different colours, all different whatever, sort of like hi, and then whatever, and then it'll be half full, and then everybody began. Why did we put this on in the first place? Do you know I mean, because most Doctor Who fans won't turn up anyway. They'll, they'll charge one hundred and twenty pound per ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I would. There are a few people, obviously, in the chat who are surprised at the at the uh, cost of admission. I am too. Oh, is that? I think, you know, I would potentially go by myself, but who would want to go to something like that by yourself? Unless you're really, really embarrassed to be there, you would ideally want to go with with company, wouldn't you? If you say if you've got a family, you want to go with your family or with your partner or, or with a mate. Let's do a little plug, right? If anybody's listening, if yeah. you want us to go and review... Please send tickets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to PO Box. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> immersive entertainment. Yeah, get get in touch. Immersive everywhere. Get in touch with us. And uh, yeah, we've. I think we've, we could have been harsher on this. Hashtag we don't know change our minds. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, that's <laughs> it. I want my mind to be changed. Who d yeah. Who's done this? Listening. Yes, they should send us tickets, right? And mm -hmm. and if if they if they know that what they've done is is great and it's great entertainment, and it is, we will report back saying it's great entertainment. Yeah. So yeah. send and us we, those tickets. We can, <laughs> don't need a hotel because we can stay at Ian's and. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a Star Wars attraction like this called Galaxy's Edge, which I know had a had a, a, a troubled. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I gather it's doing quite well. It's it's still open. Let's put it that way. It's still. Open. Oh, is it? It's yeah, not doing as well as it should, though. It should be, though. That's, that's not with the, the problem. Not with a brand like Star Wars, though, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Not with a brand like Star Wars. The other thing that I wanted to mention about this is that, yes, we've, we've only got a few of the Doctors, and Impressionists taking on the 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th Doctors. But one interesting bit of casting is Michael Troughton will provide a voiceover for the second Doctor. All right. Does he sound like him? I don't know. I've never heard him do it. What do you, he, he what, what do you think, like Simon? It does look a lot. He does look like. Yeah. Isn't it? What, what are your instincts about that, Simon? Is that like a a, a nice a nice kiss to the to the past? Well, I guess is it a nice so. traditional bowl? 
Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I came in late on this discussion. Sorry, I dipped out a little while because I suddenly realised I was in the wrong Zoom meeting. I was supposed to be in the underwater basket with you. Sorry. Give the but, but but coming in very late in it, I'm guessing we're talking about time fracture. So I missed the price of the tickets. How much are the tickets? 50. 50 quid. 50 Thanks. smackers, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll go for the freebies if they're coming. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? I literally couldn't be less excited by time fracture. Is this kind of a, an offshoot of Time Lord Victorious? Is the, uh, no. Does anybody give a flying <laughs> big... <laughs> Time Lord Victorious is so 2020. That's that oh, so that's, far that's in the rearview mirror. Everybody's gone. forgotten about that. Where is but, it? Where oh, is it does it say how long it is, Dan? Does it say how long the experience Too is? Too long. How long is it? <laughs> you can you can book your tickets in blocks of either two or three hours. So when you go onto ah. the website, when you try and book it, which I've put the link in the description of the video, it'll be in the show notes of the podcast. Mm -hmm. So I've put the link in there. When you go there, you can choose your time. And the blocks okay. are of two or three hours, which to be fair, that was the same with the Doctor Who experience too, wasn't it? Well, do they have uh, do they have costumes in this place as well, Dan, do we know? Or is it just some sort of interactive gig? It it seems not. It seems it seems mostly this kind of thing, and apparently dotted around the various sets that they've that they've put together, there were lots of uh, bits of continuity. And what about Daleks and eggs. Cybermen and stuff? And they have I models of Daleks know. and Cybermen, mm. or some of the models of the guns, or Ooh. you know, the suits, or the the, the mm. costumes, you know, in the glass is, cases and stuff. Daleks were in the trailer or something. I think the Daleks were in the trailer. Yes, they were. Yeah, you'd I have to. You'd have to really. Well, you'd have to. I'm kind of wondering whether you should hit the nail on the head there. Yet again, it's the same as with Time Lord Victorious. What is it? What actually <laughs> is it? Okay, it's called Time Fracture. What is it? It's it's an experience, isn't it? It's an experience. What does that actually mean? Well, again, it, it feels like it's just copying the Doctor experience. It just feels That's like what it's doing. Just I don't know what it's doing, Sarah. Because that, I mean, Fracture is a big crack, and that was the point of the... The, the <laughs> and explains it very well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what was that big crack? crack <laughs> we're back to the we're back to the human animal way, aren't we? <laughs> Going well, isn't it, everybody? Back to the great to be back. Was, that was the point, wasn't it? That the crack, the crack open. Oh dear! Oh dear. <laughs> Stop now, Sarah. Stop the crack now. opened, everybody. Listen, <laughs> she's a stand. She's big in her own hole. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the doctor came out on that screen, Dan. You know As what? Let's, <laughs> let's play devil's advocate. Let's play devil's advocate for five minutes. It's a, it's over ten <laughs> years since the Doctor Who since the Doctor Who experience opened. So, okay, we all we 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 all regret the fact that that that, that attraction closed. Yeah. Would we rather they never try one again? You know, are yes. we just are we just mm -hmm. being pain a bunch of pains in the arse here? Don't try anything until you tidy up house. No, until it, you yeah, get it, rid of get yeah, rid of the, the cosplay cost, cost there. Get rid of all that, that stuff. Nice idea, wrong time. So so I Ian, know. what you're Ian, so what you're suggesting is that this should be kind of the least of their worries, that it's not that you don't appreciate yes. the creativity mm -hmm. and the investment, it's the fact that they should concentrate on on, get, on tidying their room. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
fix their bed first. That's what I say. <laughs> well, I, I, they, I agree. They either need to sort of get the get the, the parent show in order first, or scrap the parent show and go back to a, a classic kind of movement, and that includes you know the the, the tenant doctors and the the Eccleston and so on and so forth. The, yeah. What people, what the public think of as proper doctors, so you just scrap the main show and you just go back to that, and then you might be able to sell it on on kind of the nostalgia value. But yeah. you're not going to sell it, certainly not to the kids. I don't think on the current iteration of the show. Simple as that. I have to say, the level of smut in the chat as well <laughs> watching it there is admirable. <laughs> you should all be ashamed of ashamed. There'll, there'll be more bottoms later on, Retro. everybody. Uh, one final bit of information we have here is that this is it says that, yes, yeah, so Immersive Everywhere say this is the first time, everybody, that fans can experience a multi doctor story. So they use the word story in an immersive environment. Doctor's no. Time Fracture puts the fans at the heart of the story, plunged into a journey across space and time featuring amazingly realistic worlds. Audiences will discover that it's time to step up to be the hero and save the universe. And what about you know Gallifrey? That? Is Gallifrey involved in, in it? I don't no, know. It's, it's gone, Ian. It's gone. It's gone. Do you know, do you know like, what, what gets me about that is that they have all that wonderful footage from 26-year run of the longest science fiction show in the world, and they recast yeah. the first three Doctors. They did not need to. They could go back and take excerpts, surely, from yeah, yeah. W from Hartnell, from Troutman, from Pertwee, and incorporate the actual real actors as a, as a, as a nod to them, for, if anything else. I find that slightly disrespectful, actually. Well, so they can do um, uh, visual effects on their face and make their mouths move too. But to even, even if you just, if you worked in like some people have done in the past, if you work the mm. script around some of the text that's already on the broadcast episode, yeah. you can still tell a story. Yeah. You know. But uh, but uh, but uh, are we basically saying then that they that they've got voiceover artists to do which doctors that I know the first, the second, and the third, but then the later doctors as well. So, so does that tell us something vocally. in that case? Sorry, go on, Dan. Apparently, they're going to all be present vocally or represented vocally, either by the original actors or by impressionists or people well, who are known for playing the part on Big Finish, like David Bradley and, da and uh, Tim Trelaw. Like, we've got a picture here. Here's David Bradley recording his uh, on-screen insert. There was only two actors employed to, to record something new on-screen, David Bradley and John Barrowman. Yep. John, Bar John Barrowman's John looking Barrowman. down for some reason. He's looking down. That was before he saw Twitter. Um, <laughs> so heaven knows. He's looking knows old. Looks terrible. Looks, He'll be looking looks older down. now. Yeah. His, and and Bradley's heart. looking looking at, at him. I don't know why. <laughs> He's looking down. So I well, I mean I mean it's I mean we'll have to get somebody to go and have a look at it, but as far as I'm concerned, yeah. what they're really saying here is that all six thousand five hundred and twenty-four incarnations of the doctor are in this thing. Even the little black girl. She Even is. the little black girl, she's there, she kicks it all <laughs> off. She cuts that, yeah, that's part of the immersive experience. You get to fall off a cliff. Oh, like that, you mean? <laughs> Ouch. Who, Ouch. Who knows? Uh, you know, I think it is hard for us to say <laughs> how this is all going to hang together until any of us have been, but it is. I was surprised that they've gone for this so uh, wholeheartedly. And well, it, it is. So. It, it does harken. Yeah, they are trying to. Well, they're, th they're trying to drag families back to the yeah. brand because yeah. obviously the Blu rays, yeah. they've, got, they've got us. 
through through nice through pretty shiny discs and and uh, various other collectibles you know higher end collectibles which we mm. which we do from the original show from, from the, yeah, from, only only from the original rock i mean they do have a new series to plug as well so this is hopefully going to you know this is what they must be hoping and that this is going to build up anticipation for the next pile of woke garbage that's on its way mm. that's coming that's coming our way yeah uh, obviously see what people think in the chat i don't think anybody is uh, the retro event is going to fall off a cliff here, says uh, like the little girl. This retro <laughs> like and uh, you've got another comment here saying that the, uh, the stupidest thing about the thousands of past incarnations, true. why has the doctor <laughs> spent spent 50 years not meeting any of them? Yeah, I mean, that, that's mm -hmm. probably true. Good and uh, the classic 80s factory watching here says uh, they choose the most expensive city in the UK to host it. With no Ooh, parking yes. availability for anyone. Now that's an mm. interesting point because, yeah, mm. I mean, it is. It's notoriously difficult for anybody to park in London. So where it will actually be? I've, I, How many they, car park spaces do you have, Ian? Because that's on my building three. <laughs> the secret cinema events they they were off. They often took place in. Uh, locations that weren't actually disclosed to those attending to the few hours before because they're only ever one or two nights but obviously and that was also an immersive experience but this is a permanent attraction so where it's actually going to be what the travel accommodation is going to be like for people i don't they're probably going to just say okay do your own research and, and sort that out uh we've got uh crimpling doubloon here with a, with a comment I've got a slight delay on this are the people who pay fifty pound get to? They get to be more time. Yep. You get to be a doctor. Well, that's kind of what they're saying, isn't it? They're, they're mm. saying that you know you can be the doctor in this story. So Everyone you know, I, I think that yeah, and I think when I think before, I think that rings hollow now because of what's been done on screen, which is sort of to suggest that anyway. But yeah, I think I think we need to cheer ourselves up and, and uh, get in get in touch with uh, reach back to the past. That's enough about the present. Let's get back. Let's get back to the past. Our happy yeah. places. Yeah, because this is a a new idea that we've that we've uh, brought together to guarantee we we can celebrate all our yesterdays and probably all of yours too. So where are we? we've got this ready and geared up? Because this is yes, this is the original Hunatic, Our friend Simon Horton here, and this is your chance, Simon, to open up. Your, I was going to say, I was say crack open there to open up your <laughs> five hundred year diary and to tell us exactly what was going on in Doctor Who At on this, this day time. in previous times. So, up to you, Simon. So yes, on this day. So it's it's the eighteenth of <laughs> no pressure, Simon. No pressure. It is the agent. I like to think of myself as the keeper of the matrix, keeper of the matrix for this bit. So, yes, eighteenth like of May. Um, all those years ago. Well, let's mm. let's not forget episodes on this date gone by. The Wheel in Space Part Four. Uh, Any lovers yeah. of the Wheel in Space Part Four from nineteen sixty-six? Yeah, yeah. Cybermen. Absolutely. I'm trying to think the Cybermen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do like the Wheel in Space. Um, that's that's got one of my. Favorite lines from Pat Trout, what is it? Um, logic, my dear, though, he merely allows one to be correct with authority or something yeah. like that. What is that? Or incorrect? Oh, I don't know. It's a clever line. I think Barnaby knows it. One of I, my I favorites is 
What's, what is it, Barnaby? Oh, I thought it was from Tomb of the Cybermen, that one. Like, Logic has the... No, uh, it's oh, I, definitely I exactly Wheel in right. Space. It's when they're it's looking the at the okay. Cybermap that's that's encapsulated in the plastic foam. But I can't quite remember what the line is anyway. It's a goodie. Um, and as, as I say, also on this day, 1974, Planet of the Spiders, episode three. Yeah. As an arachnophobe, it absolutely terrified me. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. But I still it. love it. I love Planet of the Spiders, it. even Fantastic. though some of the acting is excruciating. Yeah, but it's John. It's John. It's John, mate. It's John. Yeah. It's awful. Um, and, <laughs> I love it. Love my it. personal least favorite of this particular batch of episodes, the name of the Doctor was shown on this day, yeah. and I haven't even got a clue what year it was. I don't know because it's not. It's not really. Um, That's twenty thirteen. Not really particularly yeah, memorable for me. Although seven point four five million was it twenty thirteen? Oh. It was the anniversary, was it? Seven point four five million viewers watched it. Gosh, Doctor Who could only dream of that now, couldn't it? Seven and a half mm. over seven and a half million viewers. Mm. Um, so, so my favorite, my personal favorite, there is definitely Planet of the Spiders. Episode three, oh, I was all about six amazing. when that was going out. Um, I loved it. Loved but it. We, we've got a few births on, on this particular day, a few births on this day. Um, oh. John Abinari was born in oh, 1928 on this day. Anybody remember oh. what John Abinari, what, what, which stories John Abinari was in? Uh, Robin of Sherwood, Hill and the Hunter. Nothing at all. <laughs> the Power of Kroll? What? Was it the Power, Power of Kroll? He played Rankin, leader of the Swampies on Delta oh, 3, Power yeah, of Kroll. And yeah. um, he, he, was, he was Richard um, Relton in Death to the Daleks, who's the guy that gets killed on it off oh, an episode yeah. two very unexpectedly. Carrington in The Ambassadors of Death. And he plays Van Lutens in the classic Fury from the Deep. So he had four parts. So, so I'm a bit disappointed out there, guys. You should have known... You should have known one of, of, of his four Doctor Who roles. The only one I could remember was uh, what with green makeup on and, and sort of and sort of dreadlock hair, and you'd have remembered him from from the, from the Power of Kroll. A um, couple of deaths on 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 this day, uh, the eighteenth of May. First one, nineteen seventy-three. Uh, you're going to like this one. Oswald Hafenrichter. Died age seventy four. Anybody know who Oswald Hafenrichter was? No, I've absolutely. It's a voyage no of discovery. Idea. This slot. He was the film editor. No, he was the film editor on Doctor Who and the Daleks. Who would have thought? Okay. It? Who would have Doctor wanted anybody to know like that? that? <laughs> anybody like Doctor the Daleks? It was all right. I, I like Doctor, Doctor the Daleks. Yeah. Is all right? Yeah. Yeah, love it. Love Doctor the Daleks. Uh, but um, most importantly, I think, back in 2016, we lost Alec Wheel, aged 81. Um, Alec Wheel, for, for classic viewers, ever, I'm, I'm guessing most people know who Alec Wheel is. Or well, this is, a, this is a name, Simon, that I've seen on the credits, without, seen it on the credits for so many TV shows. Was. I think there's a delay on Simon. Yeah, oh, is there? So, I, I thought it might be me. Yeah, no, absolutely. He, he was... Definitely I'm probably in the wrong Zoom meeting again. Am I back now? You're back. Am I back now? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I'm back, but I'm delayed. Am I? Yeah. Well, yeah. Alec, Will was, Alec Will was the camera operator on more episodes of classic Doctor Who than 
anybody else. He, he started in 1971 and he went right the way through to the end of the run in 1989. And you will now, for people that haven't seen it before, as you watch classic Doctor Who, the number of times Alec Wheel's name appears on the credits, you, you will notice him forevermore now. Uh, he, he, he started at the BBC in 1955 uh, and worked on just about everything that the BBC did drama-wise in in those years between sort of fifty-five um, and when he left the BBC, um, and uh, and and I'm making Alec my my sort of who's hero for this week um, because because he's an unsung hero of Doctor Who. As I say, you'll see his name so many times on the credits from now on. Every time you see a classic show, Absolutely. he will be there. I've just what what I've just been watching Terror of the Vervoids. Um, he's on Mind War. He's on. He's on everything right up to the end so Alec Wheel is a hero and yeah. and very finally on the 20th of May very significantly it'll be 25 years on Thursday since we lost the great man John Pertwee yeah. 25 years since we lost JP Brilliant. when he, Brilliant. When he died in 1996 age 76 yeah, I remember actor. that Amazing being actor. announced on the radio I was at, I was at work and we, we always had Radio 1 on in the background, just just quite quietly, really, just for a bit of background noise. And the, they used to read the news on the air. They probably still do. Do they still bother doing the news on Radio 1? <laughs> but yeah, they read the news on the air every hour. And uh, after a time, you hear those bulletins, and they sort of all drift into one, and a lot of the music used to drift into one, come to think of it. But I remember them announcing that on the radio and just sort of pretty much sort of dropping my pen and, and sitting bolt upright and sort of swallowing, you know, it did. And John Pertwee's not mm. at that time. I hadn't seen that many of his stories. And mm. now obviously I've, I've seen everything. I think a lot more of him than I, I did then. But the fact that, uh, that we'd lost a doctor. Yeah. It, it's haven't had that feeling for 20, for 25 years. I mean, apart from when we lost the, the late John Hurt, but of course he was only involved in the show for a, a short period of time. Did anybody else remember where they were when they heard John Pertwee had passed? I saw on TV, BBC, obviously, you know, it's they obviously nice mentioned Doctor Who. But he used to be a comedian before became a, because Doctor Who made him become a straight actor, Doctor mm -hmm. Who. But before he used to just do comedies and sketches and stuff like that. So he was known as a comedian. So they were really surprised when they cast him originally mm -hmm. as the Doctor. They were like, this guy that's done comedy, he's doing a drama, he's doing this, you know. So, but he was a brilliant actor and he's one of my favourite Doctors. And I remember hearing on TV that he had passed and uh, obviously he mentioned, obviously Doctor Who was heavily mentioned on it because that's the character that he's remembered most for. Yeah. And it was sad for me as well, because, you know, I love John, John Pertwee thought his Doctor was terrific. So, and, 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 and of course, let's not forget that this was just a few days, about a week before, before the, um, the McGann movie was aired. Yes. So, so it really kind of took the shine yeah. off the McGann movie a little it, yeah. was, it suddenly became very bittersweet. So it was not the news you wanted to hear at that particular moment in time. Yeah. 25 uh, years Ian, ago. Did... 25 years, folks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ian, did you ever hear him in the um, in the Navy Lock? Um, no. John Pertwee. Oh, I, I really recommend listening to him. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Is he funny? He's very, mm. very funny in the Navy Lock. I, I actually... Uh, he's oh, he's brilliant. When I was a kid. He's so, I mean, so the two funny. things that they mentioned in the news, obviously, was Wurzel Gummidge and yeah. Doctor mm. Who. So Wurzel mm. Gummidge, was a, he was a huge hit with the kids. Mm. And I can't understand today's Wurzel Gummidge because that guy, he looks really scary. 
But the John Pertwee, <laughs> Wurzel Gummidge, he looks more kid-friendly, doesn't he? The, the new Different Ryan times, Ian. Oh, Different God, times. Yes. Yeah, you know, because... My uh, granddad... When you... My granddad sh- uh, served in the Navy at the same time uh, as John Pertwee on a, a oh, ship. Very, he, he served on the Searcher, whereas John Pertwee was on the Hood, wasn't he? And yeah. um, that, so they were they were around the same age too. And he used to listen to the Navy Lark yeah. all the time. Obviously, yeah. the, that was that was running all through the fifties and the sixties, was it, Barnaby? It ran for a very long time. time. Yeah, I've yeah. never heard I it myself. Do... Never heard it. Oh. Your grandfather didn't give him the tattoo, did he? Because he got that. Navy, <laughs> <laughs> but he he'd got one almost exactly the same. Sorry, JT, I interrupted you there, mate. No, no, it's cool. Well, I, I mean, if you I don't, I don't know about the Navy Lark now. I've got it on something we used to call a cassette. Surely it must be available on some sort of downloading streaming now, surely, from the BBC. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, it's, 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 he's a white male. There's no, not oh. going to be no download from the BBC when it comes to things <laughs> like that. So. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all on YouTube. I think, anyways, I think, I think you can actually yeah. get it on iPlayer. Mm. Ah, okay. I think oh, I, I haven't seen it. They are actually on iPlayer. Or, or there's some, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've or, or the sounds app is it the sounds app these days? I don't know whatever the BBC call it these days, but the, the audio, the radio version bit of, of iPlayer. I, I've definitely heard some Navy locks on there, and Barnaby's right, they're great. No, oh, yeah, they so did do a TV out. version, but the cast rotated on that show, didn't it? I think they did do a TV version, but obviously, John Pertwee wasn't in it. Oh, I think yeah. it didn't last for very long. I can't really remember, but I think I will. I have to. I think I have to do that. I have to get that box ticked and go and listen to some of that stuff because I love vintage radio and John Pertwee. Yeah, I mean, I could listen to him do anything. That that album that he put out, "Songs for Vulgar Boatmen." Have any of you? <laughs> have you heard that one, JT? <laughs> I have heard that one, and I don't recommend listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> just the just the sleeve is, is enough. But now we are, we're 25 years on from the passing of John Pertwee, Simon. I mean, thank, wow. thanks for that. It doesn't seem like doesn't seem like 25 years, does it? His material it's is now more appreciated than ever. It is. I, 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 I it goes to show. It just goes to show mm-hmm. that there's, mm-hmm. there's still there's still a thirst for Doctor Who, isn't there? Those old ones, yeah. That, yeah, especially if Doctor yeah. uh, uh, Who fans are going back now, more so now to the classics yes. than ever Absolutely. before. Mm-hmm. You know, is, it's, it's, it's like it happened. It actually happened when the show was off air between 89 and, and 96 and then up to 2005 as well because, you know, everybody went... I mean, new generations came in, didn't they, because of the old series because it, it wasn't... You, you know, you could watch it from any age at any time um, unlike the modern era, which is very much of its time. I was going to say to Sarah, that picture of the lovely Alec uh, that Dan put up there, it's from The Two Doctors. What's it yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. in case she's watching, I just want to say um, hi to Alex's daughter, Diana, and uh, her family. Hiya. Two doctors. <laughs> yeah, lots of love for John Pertwee <laughs> here in the chat I as well. You. People remembering Simon yeah. and Navy Lark is great as Crimpin de Bloon. It's often on Radio 4 Extra. And according to the third, the third doctor himself watching in the chat, says it ran to 1977. Was it that late? Wow. Carry on, carry on regular, and there's the uh, baby yes, appearances of Pertwee and lots. Of it did do a few, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's telling, isn't it? Because obviously oh, he's, we've he, got he, the Blu-ray. Yeah, we, we've oh. got the Blu-ray box sets coming out. Yeah, I was going to say he's in Carry On Pertwee, Screaming. So. He is, yeah. He's in he Screaming is. and Cowboy. Mm. And there's an oh, oh, uh, Cleo. Cleo, yes. That's Cleo. right, yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, there's and some audio books on, on YouTube. Absolutely knock out in all those carry-on. 
Apparently, there are some audio books on YouTube too, Barnaby. It says uh, Worlds of Gummage and Alice in Wonderland, John Pert. Oh, audio books. on YouTube. Oh, fantastic. I'll have to look them up. I used to have the Worlds of Gummage audio book, uh, but it's, it's lost somewhere now, so I'm going to look that up. <laughs> I used to love yeah, listening, to listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> they they well, went to Australia, putting... didn't they? They went to Australia. Yeah, for the Worlds of Gummage down under. Yeah. Yes, yeah. They, it was the Australians that did um, the, 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 yeah. they financed the Down Under series because they couldn't get the money in Britain. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was New Zealand, wasn't it? Was it I think it was, it was films, in, uh, films in New Zealand, the Down Under, two series. Um, two series, uh, yeah. Wurzel Down Under, filmed in New Zealand. Um, so there's, there's, only six, there's only six series of Wurzel Gummage in total, but they're, they're absolutely brilliant. And they're, and they're long overdue um, a, a reissue on. On, on Blu-ray because they've got all they've got all the film they've got all the original film of Wurzel yep. Gummidge and and it could all be remastered into brilliant quality. Mm. Yeah, I bought last year. Yeah, yeah. and the DVD. I bought the, yeah, I, I I bought the DVD collection last year because obviously with the new Wurzel Gummidge coming, they were cashing in on John's um, yeah. Wurzel Gummidge. So I bought the, uh, the the box set space book because it's a lovely space uh, a lovely box set, but there's nothing with it. And they didn't clean up the, the film as much. It's still like grainy. But the Christmas special Terrible. is still camp. And yeah. Barbara Windsor's in it and Eunice Stubbs is in it. And it's great fun. And, you know, I'm sure the kids today would watch it if they got the chance as well, because John and Una are just brilliant together, as we know. And <laughs> We have the rabbi watching you. in the chat. We've got, we've got the rabbi watching in the chat, everybody. And apparently, according to Sabrina Beckin, John Pertwee was nearly cast yeah, by Terry Gilliam as the lead in the Baron Munchausen movie. I didn't know that. I can't I can see, see him John doing Hill obviously play yeah. it eventually. He, and he wouldn't have needed the prosthetic nose. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> but you can easily see John Pertwee playing that role, can't you? Yeah, you can totally. See him yeah. Playing that role, yeah. I, I With a chin. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love him. Uh, Twenty-five years is a is a long time. Obviously, Sean Pertwee's still acting. We'd love to think he'll turn up in Doctor Who eventually, and John Pertwee's no. vis visage is still across all our merchandise on our bookshelves. Oh, right. And in our Blu-ray players, it seems like he's more alive than ever. But I've just seen this latest tribute. Somebody sent me this the other day. I don't know if you've seen this. So this is a brand new range of merchandise, everybody. And it's the, uh, the Doctor Who mini bobble figurines. They're launching with a third Doctor and a fourth Doctor and a tenth Doctor. So what does this say about the brand at the moment? <laughs> who are... Who are the sellers? Or, or, or are these oh, things oh, called bubble bubbleheads? Bubbleheads. Yeah. Bubble it's a very popular yeah. well, in the um, um, American market. So, all um, right. So if they had Jody, would it would it be scrunchy face? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, can can I just say as well? I mean, what sort of sado TV executive producer would um, buy these sort of things? <laughs> look great in my car dashboard. Be brilliant. I really like that. I really I like. I think those. they're really like, cool. I mean, the likenesses, <laughs> the likenesses are okay, aren't they, Simon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're, they're better than Funko Pops. I'm not a big lover. Yeah, of yeah them. but, those are but really, really cool. I like Funko Pops. We, we, we better yeah, say who I produces agree. these um, because they're done by Big Chief Studios. Now, that, that should actually bring home to a lot of collectors. If you are collecting the statuettes, these fun, allegedly, bobblehead things are uh, done by Big Chief um, um, as well. So that's why the likenesses could be very good, because they are good at what they do. Does that mean they're going to cost an absolute fortune? Oh, yes. Well, we haven't got prices on But they, but they on generally do cost a fortune, don't they, anything from Big Chief? And so I fear... Yeah... I fear how much or, these will cost. They, I think there'll be a lot more than Funko 
pops, but I don't know. Or we have at least the bottle like that. You've used that Dalek as well, the bronze Dalek. You keep your thoughts to yourself, lady, I'll tell you. <laughs> All She's we have from, from them at the present is a little blurb which says, join in the adventure <laughs> with the Doctor and the universe's most formidable foes with the Bobble Buddies mini Bobble figurine collection. It says they're going to be uh, three and a half inches in height and the uh, the heads do comically bobble and wobble on a little spring and they come fixed to their base, their hero base. So you can stand them. Yeah, we're in the front of the car, Barnaby, wherever. Well, I hope Joe, I hope Joe Elastic because it's going to last. Need. <laughs> <laughs> that long, oh dear! Yes, yeah, so I've seen worse. Yeah. I've seen way worse bits of new merchandise. So I, I don't know. I think I'd probably buy. If I was to buy one, it would probably be the Tom Baker one. Yeah. If I was to buy one, it would have to be a canine one. Mm. That's yeah. uh, the canines would look good because obviously the little head could bobble along. Yeah. He, his head used to bobble I along would, when I he was going. Canine, yes. Yeah, I'd get one of them. On the ball bearings. Oh, yeah. It's a bit of a lukewarm reaction here in the chat. Some people like them, some of them don't. Some of them don't like the branding. We know you don't like the current branding, but some people say the heads just look wrong to me. I suppose. Do you remember yeah. when? Um, do you remember when marketing just used to come out? Now you get the whole blurb, don't you? You get this whole story mm. about the thing, and you'll oh, just just release the thing. <laughs> don't release. justify it. Just release it. <laughs> cash, cash and release. We've also got word a couple. I think this was yesterday actually, because we have a, a new Blu-ray set out later uh, in about two oh, months' time. So we've got season twenty-four is the next of the Doctor Who collection on Blu-ray. Originally, it was scheduled for the first of June. We've just heard that, uh, but th those original dates, those That's were right. sort of put in just to get the pre-orders up, weren't they? So they, al they always do this. It's a very deliberate thing because, obviously, with, with the pandemic, things have been pushed on. So this is now going to be out on the 21st of June, 2021, and there's, there's Barney and Sylvester and Sophie having I a good old cuddle. Um, I wonder if that will change now that we all know that the, um, the, the regular, the standard editions or whatever they're going to call will come out because, you know, you're right. They would, they would say, here's a date, and people would panic, pre-order, 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 and then they sort of would produce that sort of number, really, in a sense, wouldn't they? And then, you know, I wonder if that will change now, because, you know, there's been, there has been movements. A lot of fans are now saying, oh, yeah, I'll just wait for the standard change. edition. You think so, yeah, Sam? I, I, well, well I'm, I'm going to be one of the with these box sets. Yeah, definitely. I'm not going to. I, 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 I've cancelled my pre-order of, uh, of this particular box set, because I'm kind of like you know what i can very happily wait until this is 10 quid on the standard edition um which it yeah. will be in a couple of years time mm -hmm. um so i think it will make a difference to the amount of pre-orders that they sell um because i think a lot of people now will wait just for the standard edition and and the problem with that is that 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 we know that manufacturers always go on pre-sales basically mm -hmm. and so if mm -hmm. pre-sales for the limited edition Blu-rays now go down, that's going to begin to discourage them if people now start to wait for the standard editions. But you can't blame people for waiting for the no. standard editions now. No. Rather it's than going to be very... So I think it will change the dynamic of Blu-ray sales. It's going to be very interesting because as we know and as we've discussed here before, the, the standard editions for the two new ones that are coming went straight to number one and two in the charts. Uh, mm -hmm. on, on, I'm, I'm quoting the Amazon.co.uk charts here. And for four weeks, they were holding the top spots in science fiction, 
television and Blu-ray. And I just thought, my God, there's the untapped market, of which, of course, I was, I was one. There's, so it'd be interesting if, if any of the space bookers, what, what they're doing and, uh, when it comes to this. Are they, are they holding off? Are they transferring over? Or are they new to the market? Um, let us know. I, uh, I think that, uh, yeah, human nature being as it is, Barnaby, that people will just, just hold fire, won't they? Even if they would normally jump right on them. Do, do you collect them? Or is it your housemate that buys them? I can't remember what you said. My, my housemate buys the um, the Blu-rays, but I just I just watch them on BritBox. Although it is amazing. <laughs> although, although now he's Brit-box bought the Blu-rays, the actually, it, it is a big sort of difference because they've got the behind the um, sofas and uh, the mm-hmm. thing. And also, we watch the um, uh, the Ident's at the beginning, like, and now on BBC uh, One, yeah, yeah. just before, um, I don't know, yeah. just before Police is uh, a new uh, my favorite one was though um they kept mispronouncing uh talents of wing chiang they kept going yeah. now on bbc one talents of um wing chong uh next <laughs> <laughs> it's just quite funny hearing this very upper rp sort of a um, bbc announcer completely mispronounce it so it's uh there of course is- now you'd be cancelled for saying that you well robert holmes would have been cancelled a long time ago yeah, for yeah, 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 uh, gary acres uh, uh sent in a comment he said the limited edition pre-sales mm-hmm. will now depend on which season it is but Pertwee and Tom Baker will still have high pre-sales. Totally agree. Totally agree. Is that, yeah. is that yeah. true? I, yeah. I'm not so yeah. sure. I'm not so sure. Oh, at I all. am. If you look at the, if you look at what's happening, we already have them. Yeah, but if you look at how uh, Pertwee and Baker outsold all the other mm-hmm. seven at the time, uh, or the other um, um, six. Or whatever it is, I can't remember. Massive rubbish. Um, but they outsold in videos, and then they outsold in the DVDs. Um, yeah. I, yeah, so you know, I mean, they're the, we have to face the fact they are the two most popular doctors of the original run of the proper yeah, run, they are, um, hands down, they are. I, I think Definitely. it'll be more, more be the point that if people, uh, just to do with packaging, just to do, do with aesthetics, obviously, there will be, particularly with Tom Baker, there will be that. I think his stuff would sell more anyway, but I'm not sure how far news of the new standard editions has traveled. Yes, they have. Got they did have high pre-orders, but then again, you know, physical media it's not as big as it was. You don't have to sell quite so many to get up to those sort of figures. So mm. I'm, I'm not caught. I couldn't call it on anything. I think all all bets are off. Uh, yeah. nice It'd be interesting here. to see. Let's just let's just also put that. Uh, it's interesting what you just said there. The physical media. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, in our circles in Doctor Who fandom over the last couple of weeks, there has been an absolute resurgence of people actually saying, "I'm going to go back to Blu-rays." Or whatever, oh, because okay. you know things are in danger right now of being taken yeah. off yeah. your yeah, streaming right services. Yeah. You know, um, and so I, I think it's going to be. Let's get, let's talk about this next year when we get um, the, you know the figures because, from Amazon um, and stuff. Somebody put up on Twitter when they were going to watch Aliens, and before Aliens mm. started, it said said something like, um, "What is it? Outdated attitudes. Warning: yes. This has outdated yeah. attitudes, or something like that." Yeah. So. Yeah. In, a, in all of them. And do you know what, Barnaby? Um, they've edited every... I mean, you can't even watch a carry-on film now. It's edited no. to hell on ITV. Yeah. You know, hence why I go and buy the box set. But Alien was the same. I sat down the other night to watch Alien whenever it was on on one of the channels. And yeah, you get that little thing, don't you? And I thought, Mr. Bit, Mr. Bit, Mr. Bit, I'll sod this. I'll just put my Blu-ray on. <laughs> they, they've yeah. done it to uh, keeping up appearances as well, which is really annoying. And goodies. Remember that, Sarah? Remember that show? They've done it to the good life as well. The good oh, life. The good life. life. The good yeah. Life. What? Yeah. 
Why would well, they was do the, it for that? It's the role of the... Well, one of the things I saw was the... Sarah, is it right? It was something to do with one of the women characters, wasn't it? Because yeah. she, uh, she's a housewife or something yeah. among one of oh, them. Yeah. Out, outdated. Stereotypical. Yeah. I'm right, aren't I, Sarah? Let's yeah. not forget... Let's not forget, this is what they always say, is these, these shows include stereotypes that were wrong then and are wrong now. And don't you forget it. This is an interesting line. We've got a few comments like this based on, on what you were just saying about Britbox Barnaby and then yourself, JT, about, about uh, the nature of physical media. Uh, hmm. People saying that they are buying multiple copies, extra copies of material like Talons of Wayne... Wen- Wang Chiang, even. <laughs> I know people. I know people who are going straight to Amazon and snapping up old sitcoms because they think, oh, you know, even if oh, these yeah. are still available, they're not going to be repressed. You're not going to be able to get hold of this stuff, and I love it, I, or my mom no, loves fun. it, or whatever. Yeah, it's funny. I went to uh, I went to try and get a copy of uh, Come Fly with Me, uh, the the old series of David mm-hmm. Williams yeah. and Matt yeah. Lucas. Forget that. That's long. Yeah. That's yeah. gone. You can't get that yeah. anymore. Wow. Yeah, I must admit, I did um, last year when this really took off with all this cancel culture and stuff like that. I did spend a small fortune, a wee fortune, on certain comedies like, you know, Gimme Gimme Gimme, for example, which uh, I'm yeah. sure will be hit at some point. And there were other mm-hmm. other comedies that I bought just just in case because I I don't want to see an edited version. I don't want to see, you know, um, it, it it not being available. So. Yeah, my DVD collection increased a wee bit over the last over the lockdown because of I'd that. Rather, I'd rather them put up that little title and not touch the film. That's they're not I'm doing not. it though, Ian, are they? I mean, you yeah. know that classic scene where Barbara Windsor sits up in front of Jim Dale oh, yeah, she's got the little yeah. heart for, over her breasts, yeah. and you know, it's gone. It's it's gone, and and yet you miss the gag. Yeah. And there's several instances in all the carry-ons where there's a massive, a brilliant British gag at, at the end of the scene, and so, you don't get it because you haven't built up to the gag because they've edited it. <laughs> so, JT, yeah, where, where, the are these edited, where are these edited carry-ons? Is this on Britbox or what that you're talking about? Oh, it's, uh, it's on the ITV. It's on ITV, and uh, ITV are great when it comes to the edited versions because every Christmas they'll do the whole ITV, uh, the carry-on thing, you know, over Christmas. And if you don't want to do anything, you want to veg out and you want to blob out over Christmas, that, that would be an ideal day but you can be sitting there with a wee drinky and a mince pie watching these things and you'll notice it's gone it's gone and i've noticed as well the last time they did this there was even more edited out because they were responding to what had happened of 2020 yeah. um and i just thought at, at some point now you're gonna have a title sequence and even that's going to be edited because it'll have the yeah. word bum in it or something like that you know it's just it's getting paranoid bizarre it is bizarre. I don't understand why it's they're a, doing it. It's a very it's strange world we live in, where, mm. uh, where you get a caution before watching The Good Life, Ian. <laughs> that's crazy. That, that's the most unoffensive show ever. <laughs> <made>. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's just they, they, made a, crazy. they made a joke about that in The uh, the Young Ones, didn't they? Saying everyone's yeah. too nice on The Good Life. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. 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 kicking the television. Things like that. I mean, that, that would get cancelled now, isn't it? Just yeah, for mentioning Felicity Kendall's yeah. liquors. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it would be. It's Which was a running gag, wasn't it, through the whole show? <laughs> Speaking of back in the day, I think it's time for a quick break now. We're going to do some more time travelling, some visual time travelling. And, yeah, see if you ever popped uh, any of these on your uh, on your telly box and if they uh, bring back any fond memories of, of times <laughs> of times where, where we weren't quite so precious about everything. Here we go. <laughs> Attention all Daleks, 
Look for these special Doctor Who packs of Weetabix. Each one has one of these four Doctor Who action games, three of these stand-up figures, and a secret message from the Time Lords. We must capture these special packs of Weetabix and exterminate, exterminate, exterminate. Collect the special Doctor Who Weetabix packs and enjoy your daily wheat while stocks last. Did you know there have actually been uh, ten Doctor Who's? Yeah, the Daleks were originally called the Mutants, and TARDIS stands for Time and Relative Dimensions in Space. <laughs> Radio Times, you're more informed because we're more informed. What a crazy advert. <laughs> what a crazy advert. How, stars, Capaldi? How, how many stars was in that? Did you count? Yeah. But why is Capaldi always doing beer? Yeah. <laughs> when Peter appears on this uh, at any point now, obviously, let's just ask him, why were you always plugging beer? <laughs> <laughs> you Glaswegian, you. I remember so, yeah, that Radio Times advert. <laughs> yeah, so that, I remember that. A Weetabix advert so close to my heart. Oh. Yeah. Did it. you see who was in the car, though, at the Radio Times advert? No, not the Radio. Weetabix. Uh, Weetabix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in the Radio oh, Times oh. one, did you see who was in no. the car? Yeah. No? Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's, let's see if anybody in the chat can... Anybody mm. in the chats recognise that? Because, I, obviously, I think yes. we know who it is. But let's see if yes. anybody else so Yes. What, and why, what, I'm just fascinated by the fact that in that wheat bread one, there was a guy with a long multicolored scarf. I mean, that was just mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That's yeah, so the Delta and the <laughs> Definitely. And Delta and the Bannerman, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right, Definitely Barnaby. Yeah, the same correct. thing. <laughs> yeah. No, well, nobody, nobody in the chat recognized, recognized the policeman. Was it the, no, I'm getting my I'm getting the other guy in the yeah. car. Yeah, because we we know him yeah. as playing a policeman, don't we? In yeah. which show, JT? Go on, have your moment of glory. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it was in that awful thing called Torchwood. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Apart from series three, which was really good. Series three was good. The rest of it. He was PC Andy, wasn't he? Which is uh, Gwen's colleague in Torchwood. So there when she was on the on the normal. Oh, we don't know force. his name. I can never it's remember the Tom Price is the, the actor's name is Tom Price, I think. Are you Googling that, Dan? Like that? No, no, no. But I was hoping someone <laughs> in the chat would because that's what people do tend to do. Usually yeah. they they usually we get lots of comments as we're going along telling us who's on screen, but no, but nobody seemed to recognise him there. I think yeah, it's you, I think it's Hugh Tom Price. Dennis. Dennis and Dennis were good. both in there, obviously. Yeah. Hugh Dennis has yeah. the name, eh? Yeah. And Steve Punt. They were they were huge yeah. in the nineties, yeah. wasn't it? Massive. Well I saw, saw Steve. They certainly were. Whatever happened to them? 
I know. Well, yeah, I that's... saw Steve Punt. I saw Steve Punt around four years ago in stockings and suspenders and a long white coat on stage at the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror. Uh, yeah, yeah, which I loathe, as you know. But I was, I was on a date and got dragged to it. The way that's just one of the many times I've been dragged to the Rocky Horror Show. I was wondering Absolutely how that terrible. sentence was going to finish. Yeah, I was as well. <laughs> <laughs> now we know what Dan does in his spare time. <laughs> yeah, absolute, absolute smut as always. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Yes, PC Andy, PC Andy, PC Andy. As the Andy. host. He was in the oh yes, he's in the Big Finish McGann series, Stranded at the present, which the rabbi says uh, he's not a big fan. And uh, yeah, no, well, who is? For Torchwood. We've got some love for Torchwood. Torchwood has had some good episodes, mm. but uh, Chris Chibnall was largely responsible for the quality drag factor. I think that's probably fair. Mm. But yes, uh, P that's right. PC Andy. A few people mm. recognise PC Andy, as it turns out. Uh, yeah, right. We've done the past. We've done the present. We're going to look into the future for a little, a little while now, everybody. Mm -hmm. If there is a future, because uh, where are we? Let's get this up. Yes, let's not forget that... Get, you, uh, get your crystal JT, ball out. JT, you may, you may want to hide your eyes here, but this is... Uh, yes, <laughs> oh. filming, filming on a show that goes by the name of Doctor Who is continuing and has been the entire time that we've been off here. They're recording that in various guy places. They're recording at various places. <laughs> <laughs> He's recording. They're recording at various places all over, mostly Wales, such as Penarth, and uh, lots of castles and things like that. With uh, Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, Mandeep Gill as Yaz, and uh, yeah, John Bishop as the new companion, <laughs> Dan. And uh, it's uh, we we know that filming's carrying on and carrying on on allegedly these eight episodes. Rumour is at the moment that it's going to premiere on August Bank Holiday weekend, so that's, that'll be 30th of August-ish for the rollout of these, or, or at least the start of it. We don't quite know the breakdown yet, uh, but there are rumours all over the place about this coming off Reddit and, and various other places where rumours... Dad, have, can have you just take that picture down now, now please? <laughs> 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 I can't so, yeah, look at it any longer. I can't this is, this is what I've got to... trousers with those boots anymore. Yes, yeah. It is an absolutely shocking costume, isn't it? And yeah, I don't I still don't really know what they're thinking, but this is the this is the picture that I've got to uh, to illustrate the items. This is a bit a bit nicer. I think where is it? Where is it? There we are. Sad that. Yeah, so this is the general That's state. It. This is just to prove that they are filming. There's the slate. This is uh, this is one of the one of the crew. As, oh, as I see they've um, tipexed out the director's name and the um, the DOP for some reason. Yeah. I don't know well, why. They go maybe, find maybe them. The fans go and, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, the fan, it's, it's because the fans go and look them up on IMDb or go and look them up on industry mm. websites to find out some idea of maybe what the episode's called or any kind, who they've cast, all that really? kind of thing. Do you, do you Doctor think that who, still happens? Do you honestly think that still It absolutely does still happen because the people no. who, the, the people mm. out there who do enjoy this iteration of Doctor Who, because there are some. I've, I've even spoke to yes. one. I, a small minority. <laughs> yeah, but, but they it's my are name as obsessive as we were. It's my name that I told them to. Rumours, rumours are rife as always with Doctor Who, and I was wondering if anybody else had heard any of these because yes, there's eight episodes rumoured to be filmed, but the the thing oh, is, how eight? many? 
how yeah, many yeah, like the, yeah this was announced last year but how many of them are actually going to be screened this year so i heard a little while ago that it was that it was six and it's almost certain that one of these eight is going to be held over to the new year to provide some sort of special on new year's day because obviously yet again tv production this year is it's not as slow as it was last year but it has been slow doctor who did okay for them on new year's day even though it was still the lowest, the lowest rated special mm-hmm. that we've ever had. It still did kind of okay for them on New Year's Day. I, I am convinced they will put one in that slot. But yeah, I mean, it wouldn't you... surprise me, Dan, because then they can say Jodie Whittaker is the longest serving doctor of the modern era because that will be five years on New Year's Day. Yeah, that's exactly why they're doing it. But, but surely David Tennant did longer than that. No, no it's definitely uh, 2005, six, Your seven, voice. eight. Nine, ten. Well, yeah, five. But he because he got a New Year's special on the first of January, uh, twenty ten, didn't he? So it'd be equal tied with Tennant to make her the the, the equal popular yeah, doctor. But it can't, be, can't her, be Tom. So she made her first appearance on Christmas Day, twenty seventeen, didn't she? Yeah, what a nightmare that was. Bloody hell! So I don't know. Yeah. I certainly blocked that from my memory. <laughs> I don't remember it. Four no. years. So yeah, the uh, the talk at the moment is that uh, that John Bishop himself is only uh, contracted for these eight episodes, and then he's gone. I don't think that's really a great stretch. This is a busy man who, by his own admission, has only taken the role because there was bugger all else. There was no other work going. This is something he has actually said himself in interviews. So I don't I think, think anybody's surprised by that. But Mandit Gill has also got another job lined up too. She's appearing in a an American co-production. With a couple of good you actors as well. It seems so, yeah. So the rumour is that she may depart before the end of the run. And I we're also so. hearing we're also hearing we're also hearing rumours that they are gonna hold back not just one of those episodes as a special, but two. And so therefore to guarantee us New Year's Day specials on twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three as well. And of course, this production block with uh, with Chris Chibnall, the production team in place, the cast in place. It is. Let's uh, let's be fair. It's not an easy time to film television. The fact that, that they've been able to film anything, it's impressive in one respect. It's a. <laughs> yeah, I still can't quite believe that this version of the show is carrying on. But then again, contractual ob- obligations do have to be met. Uh, Jodie Whittaker is certainly under contract. I would imagine Chris Chibnall is. And we have had no information. We've had no denial, Barnaby, since earlier on in the year. All those reports around January, February that Jodie Whittaker was leaving. So I would say that that is still a next to certainty. You can take that to the bank. (laughs) Joe Martin's next doctor. Joe Martin is the next doctor. I bet you. There are fans out there. There there are fans out there that are uh, chomping at the bit for Joe Martin to take centre stage and are convinced she's going to be the 14th doctor. Are these fans who actually watch the show, Mm. though? Are these just people on Twitter who want this? Because there's a big difference between people on Twitter and people who actually watch the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. I doubt it. They're only going to Spite, out of spite. BBC will do that out of spite. That's 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 when they'll do it. It's if they know what's good for them, though, they'll get rid of it. They'll take it off the air because they know it's mm. not being watched well. and it costs a lot of money. I mean, just mm. get it off the air. 
well, believe that all of the people who enjoy this show are on Twitter. In a room somewhere. And actively talking about it all the time. Because added, no, added, nobody else walls. Yeah. So know. few people watch it, it's unbelievable. And all of the rumours that I am hearing, the little, I have no insiders. Okay, I will, I'll, I'll say that now. I don't claim to have insiders. But I do hear things from time to time. And everything that I'm hearing is the fact that this is it. That uh, Series 13 of Doctor Who, this production block, that is that for the time being, we are. We, this this isn't the nineteen eighties. Shows don't get particularly particularly intellectual properties. Don't get axed. They're too potentially lucrative. There's too many prospects for them to be reinvented. But but Simon, this is what I'm hearing that series thirteen will be it for now. What are your thoughts? Have you heard anything? Oh, my what thoughts, are your thoughts please, 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 just stop it now. Just put us all out of, everybody out of their misery. Just stop it now. That They will never, I, I will wager that they will, the BBC will never actually say, we're stopping Doctor Who. They will just quietly stop making it and it will drift away for a few years. And then in two, three, yes. four, maybe five years time, they will then relaunch it as though it never went away. But wow, everybody, it's back and it's about time. And that's bound to be the strap line again. Um, <coughs> so I say bring it on. My, my thing that I'm really intrigued about, this whole new series that's up and coming, is, is John Barrowman is it in it. Because they relied on John Barrowman in, in series 12, was it? I can't even remember what series we're up to now. Um, and in the Christmas, well, the New Year special last year, yeah. this year, beginning of the year. So is John Barrowman in it again? I, I, I don't doubt Chris Chibnall is, is regretting relying on bringing Captain Jack now back to save the ailing programme. But is he bringing him back again in this upcoming series? Because if he is, they're in big trouble by the looks. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing as the only ratings, well, I won't even say bump, slight jiggle. The only slight yeah. ratings jiggle that they've had since the Jodie Whittaker era really started. It's all been down. It's all been down apart from each time they got John Barrowman back as mm -hmm. Captain Jack. Sarah, what are your thoughts about this? I think that John Barrowman has almost certainly filmed material for Series 13 already, but whether we get to see it or not is mm. another question. Yeah, I, I think he was maybe, you know, contracted, maybe even done his filming. Um, given that he's been cut out of the time fracture thing, and obviously that's the commercial side of it, and now he seems to have gone from big finish to, I think it's only a matter of time. I, yeah, you can't, I don't think you can rely on him anymore. Can I ask? So can I ask? Gonna, why? Why would you? Go on. Why would? I was going to ask. Why do you guys think he would have filmed something for Doctor Who? Because his because plotline he, has been the only thing that has remotely got any traction out of mm. anything that Chris Chibnall's put out since right. Rosa. Yeah, so and since still, he's still in Cardiff as well, isn't he, Dan? Yeah, he's still in, yeah, well, he's, he's still in Cardiff. Well, that's I because just, he has a he, he has a flat there, and he was doing mm. Dancing on Ice, wasn't he? And I think Chibnall will have used him in series 13, as Dan says, because it's, Captain Jack is the only thing that's created any interest at all in the last series. That was when, yeah, Dan's right, it just got a slight little upturn on ratings. So I, I would, you know, Chibnall would be mad, to be honest, to have not included Captain Jack in the upcoming series to try and keep the viewers coming back. But if 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 he has filmed stuff... Uh, 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 and if his filming is completed, they're going to be in such a mess trying to unpick that now and remove 
John Barrowman because I think it's a foregone conclusion they'll have no choice now given what uh, the, the the other stuff he's been taken out of that they'll have to remove him. But the, but but if you think about the the, the, the New Year's special which I didn't watch, but I gather that he was kind of the linchpin of the special. So if you'd have removed him from that, yeah. the special would have collapsed. So you wouldn't have been able to screen this whole episode. So you wonder whether entire episodes of this upcoming series are just going to hit the dust or, that, or whether they'll have to reshoot entire sections with an entirely new character to replace Captain Jack. I don't know. I bet they're panicking behind the scenes. And this is how Beck Chibnall is now regretting relying on, on Captain Jack because of what's happened. I mean, don't get me wrong, JT, and anybody out there who, Ian, you haven't seen the special, have you? Have you? But and anybody out there in the chat who hasn't seen it, this is a poor story. Sorry, I can hear myself echo. Yeah, I know. Um, so what the what the New Year's Day special was um, a poor yeah, story. The whole plot line that involves Captain Jack is very, very oh, poor, and also by um, anybody's standards. But it's the only thing that they've got. The very little that I saw of it, right, I only got up to, I told Dan what I got up to, I couldn't watch anymore. The bit where he rescues the Doctor from jail, there's no chemistry between them at all, between Barrowman no and uh, Jodie. It just didn't, it really didn't work. And, and well, I, I was of, sitting there going like this, going, this doesn't work. Cringe, well, cringe, cringe. Part of that, Ian, might be because, I don't know, I'm guessing, but it could be a degree of disgruntlement on the part of Whitaker in the knowledge that she's kind of aware that Barrowman's been brought in to rescue the oh, show. She be. might have been a bit yeah. cheesed off. And, and to, you know, fair enough on her. I, I'm not surprised. I, I think I would be cheesed off if I was, uh, if I was Whitaker um, from that yeah. point of view. Well, to, to be honest, um, uh, Jodie Whittaker does have uh, a lot to be cheesed off for because I wouldn't be very happy if I'd taken on such a role, an iconic and important uh, British role as the Doctor, to have another version of the role I was playing introduced early in my run and then have that Doctor plastered all over the place because it was slightly more popular than me. I would be hitting the roof right now yeah. uh, to say absolutely not, not a chance. This is my bloody show. <laughs> exactly and if you well more to the point you know for people out there you know yourself barnaby and an actor other actors that we know her agent is not going to like it they're going to see it exactly that same way you have you have stepped on my client's toes this is her role she's not getting getting any of the attention anymore let's pull her out of this show as soon as possible which is more rumors that we've been hearing is that is that mm -hmm. um that, that was this isn't just sort of the, the natural end to the role that uh, that Jodie Whittaker was unhappy, her yeah. agent was unhappy. And do you know what I think they're going to do? Being. So do you know what I think they're going to do? What they're going to do is probably the last two episodes can be held back, as you said, for for the special days, wherever the special days are. And mm. she's gonna she's gonna definitely regenerate into someone else. And I reckon she's going to regenerate into um, the council estate doctor, and that's how it's going to end. And if they do hold it off. You know, so 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 if they put the, sh the show to sleep for for mm -hmm. X amount of years, this is the BBC going. Screw you! We're still gonna we're still gonna go forward with our agenda, even though it's been cancelled. Do you know what I mean? So next mm -hmm. time it comes back, it will be Joe Martin. Do you know what I mean? And I think well, not that's what's not gonna happen. not necessarily because uh, uh, by then, uh, what's her name? Joe Martin may have moved on, or would would have to have moved on to other projects to to pay the rent. Yeah. Yeah. But also yeah. the cases. I mean, I mean from uh, from from the incumbent, the the current incumbent. If that happens, that's really rubbing salt into the wound I know, after, after I know. the previous made to say, well, actually, that one, 
that came in into an episode or whatever it was and your time was more popular than you so you're going and we're going to bring that person in instead i'd sue quite honest with for creative and you know <laughs> you know all this sort of stuff and i don't know i think that would be terrible i, don't I think, think the, the best thing to do is, is is just just finish it you know and then whoever takes over production wise in the future can reboot the show to where we all want it to be and what we know yeah. works i, I, I don't think i, I don't think I, I think they will end on, at a, a, a minimum, they'll end on a sort of cliffhanger. I genuinely don't think they'll regenerate into a new I character. Hope, I, I, I hope I, not. I, I'll put my money out on the, on the line now and say, no, I don't know that one. I think you might see Jodie beginning to regenerate, and I honestly don't think you'll ever see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't think you'll ever see who comes out the other side simply well. because I think JT's right. They realise that a new well, you know what? If it, if it is, if, if she, she does change into a guy, I'd love to see the next episode where he's in those clothes. <laughs> what the yeah. hell am I in? What the hell am that's I the in? thing, yeah. That's <laughs> it. I, I, I mean, we talked about this at the beginning of the year in the last series, you know, the yeah. fact that, you know, a lot of the uh, current um, fans, for want of a better word, because they're not really, um, are, are, we're going, it can't be a man, it mustn't be a man. Uh, we can't go back to having a man because that's going to ruin the cause, blah, 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 get off your rocking horses and piss off and go and watch something else. But, you know, um, that, that would be the thing there, wouldn't it? That would really be something that they would know would happen, especially in this current madness that we're all living through. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I want it to be I made this right. like Dwayne Johnson, so that this is a rod they've made for their own backs. And I think that the, because all of the conversation surrounding Doctor Who is either about is either about controversy and uh, scandal. I, I suppose when that's not too big a word to use when, no. what's been in the papers lately. So mm -hmm. that conversation and the only other conversation is one of identity rather than character and of causes rather than story and all the things that shouldn't really shouldn't really figure this high, certainly above entertainment value and above serving a family audience. But yeah. with what you were just saying there, Simon, I mean, this is the, this is the other side to everything that, that I've heard is that, uh, yeah, these episodes and series 13 will end with the regeneration of the doctor, and, but we will not see the, the actual face of a new incarnation of the doctor, that it will just end there. And then I'm convinced that, the uh, Timeless Children's story, that that will continue in Series 13, and we will get another fugitive-style Doctor, you know, maybe played by some of the actors that we've spoken about, because, of, because oh. of course, the uh, the actress from uh, Bend It Like Beckham, you know, she's heavily rumoured to be involved. Bend It Like Beckham and ER, all those things mm. that she's been in, she's heavily rumoured to be involved so... in that. And I can't believe that Chibnall won't go back to that arc for these final episodes, particularly if this is his final run, and that's almost certain to. So I think we'll get that. And you know, I'm trying to trying to be fair here. At the moment, it's taken them, as I said before, it's incredible that they've been able to make these eight episodes at a time of a pandemic. But I think the reason why they put all these resources in, it's nothing really to do with the popularity or not of the show. It's to it's to uh, fulfil contractual ob obligations. They've only got their leave oh, yeah. for a certain time. They've only got Chibnall for a certain time. If we don't film them now, we never will. Then it's all out the door. You if and keep in mind how how long it's going to have taken them to make these eight episodes because the shooting is carrying on. You know, it's not going to end anytime soon. So they they are not going to be able to guarantee 
any actor or actress who is to succeed Whitaker in that role. They can't even cast that role because they cannot guarantee that talent when they'll actually be out, be seen on screen. Could be potentially two or three years simply because of the pan simply because of the pandemic alone. So the, the fact that all these rumours that there'll be we'll this. See this end and no leading in the traditional sense that we're used to seeing <clears throat> it would make it makes commercial and practical sense too but i, I have heard more i have heard some more that uh, that are special yeah well apparently of course 2023 is only a couple of years away, which is the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who, as I'm sure no, none of us need reminding. And uh, for the first time ever, everybody, I'm not looking at the calendar and anticipating an anniversary. I'm actually, I'm actually dreading it. Yeah, me too. What, me too. What is going to be inflicted on the brand, JT? Yeah. Yeah, and, and in this, you know, Maybe. memorable, a memorable event. I mean, you know, you can say what you like about dimensions in time, but. I'd rather not say anything down. about dimensions in time. You're absolutely yeah, right, though, Dan. I mean, we've got, we've got dimensions in time than anything we've seen in the last three years. Very Sorry. true, and it's got the great big, uh, the great big JP and TV in there as well, hasn't it? So that's fabulous. So yeah, I'd rather watch that than any of the <laughs> crap that Chibnall's um, yeah. thrown out. But the other thing about you know the big 60th coming up, I'm the same as you. I'm not in remotely interested right now. But also to to address what you were just saying there, and the point. You know, um, even with these restrictions that are currently going on in the United Kingdom and what they're following in the filming and stuff, there's a way around it. And, and, and Ian, you yeah. might agree with this. I mean, yeah. what you could do, if you had any imagination at all, is you've got a production team in, as we have discussed many times before, who actually understand the show and can write for the show and produce a fantastic show. And you can cast a new lead male actor as the Doctor and write proper scripts for that new character, a new version of the Doctor, and reboot everything and, and get rid of all the nonsense we've just been through and do a series of films that can be put onto, you know, you could do, you could film throughout the year, you could do uh, three or four feature-length films because, you know, films are still being produced. So there would be ways of creativity to do this safely in blocks so that you've got your new actor having their time. That's what they did with um, uh, Luther. When when um, yeah. was, he was making films, and so they had to work around him. So mm. when they when they got back to him, so you notice that the um, the seasons were shorter. So I mm. think the last season that um, uh, Idris did, I think it was just four episodes. They could do that. I mean, JT's right. They could they could do that. You know, so that's it, a cracking series, Luca, isn't it? What yeah. a series and is they, that? Brilliant. And they did it with they did it with Sherlock when they couldn't get hold of Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin yeah. Freeman. They made that special, yeah. didn't they? Set in the, yeah. in the and don't forget. Um, Bad Wolf are currently in production with many things, including season three of A Discovery of Witches, which is delayed because the mm -hmm. filming had to be delayed, but they haven't oh. reduced their episode count. They're still going for it. Yeah. But you kind of think if they were to do something like that, with, with it being the anniversary year, and it's interesting because there's me saying they're going to, I think they will basically stop making Doctor Who after this year and, and it will mm -hmm. take a break. But but it's difficult. Do they do they basically then just <laughs> ignore what happens in in 2023? Do they ignore the 60th anniversary completely in 2023? Or if they are going to address it, it's going to be kind of embarrassing if they haven't got a current show running at that point. It will be difficult to celebrate the anniversary unless you, you have got. But Simon, well, do you remember a couple of episodes gone on this show? We were talking about having the um, the companions. 
make a show for the 60th. That's that would be great, that, wouldn't no, it? Yeah, but, the, yeah, but, got, but from the BBC's point of view, that's never. That, I just they're not going to. That's not going to work. It, it might be for great for us. It's very. That's very fanish. I think. <laughs> Oh, but why would anything in a 60th anniversary year have to be retrospective? Why not introduce your new incarnation with the Daleks? Because because I kind of feel that the BBC, after they pause this, they are going to want to take a few years break yeah. um, rather than relaunch it. So, so it's going to be difficult then in that case to relaunch it in 2023 with a new doctor if you're kind of feeling that you need to let it drift for a while. What I'm trying to say is for the BBC and maybe for the show in general, the 60th anniversary is coming up at just the wrong time. It's just, it could yeah. just be doing a few years in advance so that they can relaunch uh, in, in three or four years' time with a brand new show, especially for the 60th anniversary. But they've kind of got this looming yeah. deadline in two years' time when they're going to have to either commit to celebrating the 60th or ignoring it. And, well, and which way are they going well, to go? Do you, do That's you why the, I think uh, it's still, I, I still the, think it could be done. Course. I think you. <laughs> I've got sorry. I've got the I've got the dessert course here to all these to all these results. On. There is one. There is one Do last component surrounding the 60th anniversary. This is this is what's out there. This is what's being talked about. That there Go will ahead. be a 60th anniversary special in 2023, but it will be uh, it will be also part of a whole event that the BBC are doing for a full year. So in 2022, from from late 2022 through an entire year, the BBC are celebrating their own centenary and that they're going to do a Doctor Who special to tie into the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who and the 100th anniversary of the BBC. No. And the, okay. the, word, the word on that, that will be effectively the special, but it'll be a standalone, kind of what you were saying, JT, a standalone movie-style format May, who knows, maybe in cinemas too, that went quite well for them in the 50th. But a standalone wow. thing that will star, expressly star, a classic, well, a legacy Doctor. So a Doctor from the past, if not the classic series. You know, somebody, a David Tennant, a Matt Smith. That sounds so like BS to me. And it sounds like utter fantosh. Did anybody right, right, right. see... I mean, look at the fact the BBC is in the toilet down there with Doctor Who itself. The other day there, there were... Thousands of people outside Broadcasting House yes, shouting at the BBC. Yes, Nobody is absolutely going to support, let's celebrate 100 years or whatever it is, of the BBC. No bugger cares. We're all trying to get rid of the bloody yeah, licences. Yeah, but JT, that, 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 that's not going to stop the BBC. No. They don't care what you or I or anybody thinks. They're still going to celebrate their centenary. But I think, that's going to, I think that will change any sort of celebration that they are going to do because they are beginning to be aware of the fact that the British public, and we've just had a series of elections that prove this, the British public are not for this brave new world the BBC wants to take us into. We are standing against that. We are actually standing up for being British and turning around to the British Broadcasting Corporation and saying, no, that is going to start hitting what they do now. Um, more so, and especially after the events of the weekend. It, it, it's, it's, I can't see that. I think that's just fan nonsense. Mm. I you may be do right. Think, I do think that, I mean, everything that you've just said about the BBC is true. They are, I can't really see how they can avoid uh, uh, totally reforming and, uh, and the loss of the license fee seems inevitable to me that it's going to have yep. to evolve. But I, I think it's the BBC will, still, will yep. still exist in 2023. And I think, Simon, you, you're right. I think they view it completely differently. 
And even if they didn't, they would never admit so publicly. And they, I'm convinced that there is a uh, 100th anniversary season of programming planned from them to mark that entire time. I think that will go ahead no matter what. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying there's going to be a repeat season because that's cheap and easy. And, mm. and, and that would be right to do. But I don't, think there's, the, 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 I don't think there's going to be anything special or anything put into a cinema or that because they just don't have that support. And, and we are looking at the death throes and the death days Doctor and the death Who does. Doctor Who does. Of the life. But JT, no, I Doctor don't think Who it does. does. I can't see us all going in to us. I mean, not, especially if you're not building it up with, a, with, with an apology to the fans by saying, listen, we've just made four years of no. a mistake. We're sorry. I, I, I mean, we are not there as fans. I mean, look at us now. We've had this conversation oh. many, many times. We're not there to support anything like that. It's not... No, it's not, it's not imagine, 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 though, imagine a movie. Imagine a movie either on the TV or in the cinema. Matt Smith is back as the Doctor. This is, the, this, is this actor in this character that you loved 13, 14 years ago. Go and see them on the big screen. Celebrate the 60th anniversary. Remember that show? Remember how much you loved it? Remember how much you loved him? No, it'd be David yeah, Tennant. Yeah, but, yeah, it but they will, they'll mess it up because basically if they do do it, then Jodie will be in it and then she'll be telling off all the male doctors. No, you know no, that's, that's where it's going to go. Ian, Ian you know that's not what I'm hearing. That the, the, special, the, 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 the 60th mm. anniversary special will not be a multi-doctor story. It will just be a huge just one doctor? story starring mm. one doctor. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. it would be, and, it, and it would be David yeah. Tennant. Logically, it would be David Tennant. I think, and I two, think. I think there's two contenders. This, this, David Tennant or Matt Smith, yeah. This smacks to me of the dark dimension all over again. I've heard this. I've been down this route before. Uh, I've smelt this poo before. The way I'm looking at it is I know what you're saying, JT. And yeah, we've all been there before. We, we, I get that. But if the BBC wants to celebrate Doctor Who in the 60th year and they want to uh, do some new Who for that, the only way to do it probably would be as, let's say, a standalone one yep. and a half hour episode with David Tennant. What better? Oh, and don't get me wrong, I, that wouldn't excite me in a huge way. Um, but but what better way for the BBC to to cater for the general yeah. public than to do a one off special with David Tennant, the most popular 21st century doctor? And you ignore everything else and you just do this one off with David Tennant yeah. and Darlings in. That's I what agree. you do. It doesn't Barnaby, Barnaby, like what you... at all. For me, Doctor Who is all about going forward. Yeah, so Barnaby, what were you going to say? Oh, no, yeah, no, no, I, was just, I was just asking you, JT, what, what do you mean by the Dark Dimension? The Dark Dimension was the aborted um, 30th anniversary special yes. Uh, yes. back in 1993. And this was something that a lot of us was very were very excited about. Now, at that time, of course, Doctor Who was not on air and hadn't been since 89. And then 93 came around and we were clambering. We were saying, right, it's the 30th anniversary. Now, BBC Worldwide, as studios was then, was very aware. And they actually commissioned a script and they brought in Graham Harper as a director. Mm -hmm. and uh, it was all go, and we were all told as fans, it was in the monthly and everything like that, this is going to be a one-off film, which would probably be on BBC One, but there's a possibility it may be a cinema release in Britain, and we got excited, and of course the, the legendary Brian Blessed was supposed to be the Hawkspur uh, villain, the cyber memory design, there was rumours that the Daleks were going to be a bit bulkier, and it was looking really good, Tom Baker had signed, and since then we have heard many, many times that allegedly he was also paid for the show, um, <laughs> And then, of course, everything went kaboom because the other Doctors were only given um, cameos in the show. Uh, Sophie Aldred was allegedly given the, quite, the lead of the companion. 
it was an awful script as well. It's available to. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that, Adrian. I do apologise. It was it was a script that was in process and it needed work. Go ahead, because. Because it really did. Um, I'm sorry, Adrian. I'm sorry, but it it, it did need work. It's quite a complex story. It's quite. It was a very complex story, which I think was it was it was very moffat of it of its time. But you know, I think it would have alienated an audience. But I meant more the I meant I meant more the the road towards it, the reasons why why it was commissioned, and the reasons why it didn't happen. That's a massive conversation, and I know that several people who were involved in it uh, did go on to be involved in in New Doctor Who, and and other people Mm -hmm. got involved in other things. And uh, yeah, Adrian Rigglesford was the writer, wasn't he? As as you said, but yeah, it's. uh, I think it is still available to read in full that script somewhere. I'm I'm certain I've seen it. And between us, I mean, I'm sure I'll Google it later on and see if I can get the link for people. Dan, I can't see it happening though. Really, not the way, not the state of the the way the BBC is now and their attitude towards, you know, white males and and and, 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 well, yeah, the British public. I can't really see it happening. I can't see them saying they haven't got a problem with it. I know, I know. I'm just saying it doesn't seem possible that they would suddenly change tack and go, yeah, let's just put David Tennant in it. Forget about Jodie. Because the, the whole Twitter would be up in arms, wouldn't it? All those SJW people would be up in arms. The thing is, the important fact is, though, Ian, what they say publicly mm. and what they do yeah. is different from the truth. They know yes. it hasn't worked. They know it's been a disaster. Yeah, I know. Like, I every, know but... Everything. And, and if they're to celebrate it and to move forward in any way and commission anything at all, for any but, they, that, but you're mixing it up with logic. They're using logic. They never use logic. That's insane. That's your mistake. No, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm loading I completely agree with Ian. Greed. I'm talking about greed. I'm not able to be wrong with authority. I always thought that was it. <laughs> greed and glory. Uh, right. Well, if you also look at the problems that are happening in BBC Studios, because BBC Studios currently have the, the, the top job CEO of BBC Studios, they yeah. cannot fill. And it's only in the last week, two weeks, that they've actually announced that they are now looking for the first time outside of the United Kingdom for somebody to leave lead the the troubled BBC studios because they're also having issues as well because this whole nonsense of hard left agenda has infected BBC studios now. And with Tim Daly moving from studios to the BBC and not really doing anything effective allegedly in in, in the BBC there... There's nobody to do studios. So it's all all bizarre business. It's not working. So BBC studios has gone from being immensely prosperous... To the yes. point where Tim and Tim David did such a good job of that, Superb he became job. the director general to BBC Studios. Now in trouble. Yeah. Um, I w- oh, maybe troubles along. They, they are. Right, they need right. a CEO. They need a CEO to guide them through, and that's not there. So therefore, they're just floundering but they cannot get somebody to take the job they can't find somebody for the job the bbc nobody wants to work for the bbc i'm though. sure it's because nobody ticks the boxes exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> you know what i think talk- bondby should um black himself up and go for the job me turning up going hello i'd like to be in i'm i'm one of the norm i'm one of the, the laymen absolutely all you'd have to do barnaby is say i I live in Islington and you're in. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, this won't be the last time that we talk about current goings on in Doctor Who on Type 40 Life, but obviously there is very little out there that is common knowledge. They speak so seldom. 
and it, even less of it is worth hearing. Let's be let's be honest about it. No but we will continue to keep one eye or half of one eye on what's going on at BBC Wales and, and the rumours that we do hear. Or bring us the rumours. Let us know in the comments section what you think about some of the things we've been talking about in this segment of the show. Does any of it appeal to you in any way? Can this show be saved? Can this brand be turned around? And the idea of a 60th, does it fill you with dread? Or are you looking forward to it nonetheless? Do you think they're going to pull something out of the bag and that somebody will see sense, will see reason? Let us know in the comments section. Let us know in the chat. Now, I'm convinced that they won't cast anybody permanently in the role of a next doctor anytime soon. But mm. <laughs> this is, oh, we've, no. been doing this, we've been doing this all year. And very recently, oh, no. very recently, a bunch of people got quite excited out there in the world when these pictures started circulating oh, on social yeah. media. We, we've got the man, we've got the look, and we've got a box. Have you seen this, everybody? Uh, yes, uh, we did. Uh, we saw that. Harry, no, have you seen it? Who is it? This it's is Harry! This is the actor and singer, sort of, Harry Styles. And oh, here he's dressed, as, he's dressed as a policeman here. He's out there filming a brand new drama or a movie. Now, I think it is a movie called My Policeman, My policeman. which I know sounds obscene. John? <laughs> it does sound rude. But no, the drama is called My Policeman, and it's obviously a period drama. He's been out in lo on location filming it with the correct boys in blue uniform, the correct mm. kind of 1950s, early 60s haircut, but crucially for our purposes, with a police box. And not just any kind of police mm. box, a beautiful looking police box. Correct. I it would is. Ask you. Thing of beauty. <laughs> it is a lovely police box. Isn't it? It's um, BBC's version of Heartbeat, isn't it? Mm. Uh, no, it's independent, Ian. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, an independent oh, production. I don't know who's screening it. I must admit, I have a feeling it was ITV, but I could be wrong. Ah, excellent. I don't know Look at how happen. old Harry Styles is now. I think he's probably touching touching thirty. Is he not in his thirties? I'll tell you something. If they cast him as bloody Doctor Who, that would bring the viewers back, wouldn't it? It would. I think it, I would. Think it would. And I've not seen him act. I mean, I was in, in all seriousness, he was in Dunkirk, wasn't he, with Christopher Nolan? Yeah. Cracking he's film. Had, he's been in quite a few good things, and apparently he's pretty decent in them. And he, mm. you know, he does have a certain amount of charisma. He does have a following. Maybe. He, tra he trained Maybe. as an actor, though, didn't he, before the One Direction break? He's a stage didn't school he? kid. They, all, yeah. they were all stage school no. kids. There we go, though. There cuts, we go. He cuts a pretty impressive figure there, it has to be said. Yeah. But, what, but I had to say, I wasn't looking at Harry. No. I was, I was looking, no. I was looking at, at that box. box. I was looking at that police box in particular. So, yes, have we got any One Direction fans out there watching in the chat? Let us know what you think. Could Harry be and is Doctor Who? Past their Could bedtime. Could he save the show? <laughs> <laughs> Could he save the show? But more importantly, let's let's have a closer look at that police box. Oh, Here it is. So dear. bear in mind. Oh, now there's another. The door's opening the wrong way. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that guy. Oh, we love him. Oh God! Say hello I just, to him. I just saw it. So I just saw it. <laughs> <laughs> just sorry, I was, I was too distracted before. by the box. Oh my god, that poor guy! Do you, do you know what he's going to get? Yes. Is that shot in London? Yeah, that, yeah, the filming in London, Shire. That yeah. road looks familiar. <laughs> that road. What's that behind? Yeah. Is that something? 
No. Is that that behind? I'll tell you what that behind is. That passerby in the background here, that's not you walking the dog, is it, mate? No, it's not me. You can park your bike in that. I bet he's getting such a ribbing on set now. That's a ribbing. I asked somebody I asked somebody about that once, and he said, oh, it's I do it on purpose. It's somewhere to keep my Mars bar. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, thing, the thing when you see when you see a box like this, now I I quite like I love a police box. I love seeing old photographs of genuine police boxes mm. on street corners and things like that. But we kind of get used to seeing the police box on Doctor Who, the stylized version, don't we? And so yeah. to see an accurate version, because obviously you know we know secretly we all kind of know they were never made of wood they were made of concrete and concrete. various other things mm. and they were set on their own basis in the same way that this one and has been different the top yeah it was different. it was well, and yeah and accuracy as well yeah. historical accuracy obviously this isn't a bbc production they've clearly gone back to the blueprints haven't they jt the blueprints are available, I think, on some of the... I saw the blueprints uh, from on a Facebook page. I do apologise. I can't remember which page it oh, was. And they've gone is. back to the original Met ones. But I have to say, if you ever go to Glasgow, uh, the, the boxes that are out there are the original boxes, of course. They look like that. And I think we'll all agree, this is the proper model. This is the genuine article. And if only the Doctor Who teams... <laughs> would actually do this um i mean what what isn't it gorgeous yeah so there's i i think i have to agree i mean i was i was drooling not so much over this picture but over over the box itself i thought i thought that the matt smith and peter capaldi box is as perfect as it could possibly be but, mm. but there's, there is something about this and when you look i mean here here we are here is uh here is here is a, a piece of wood that we're all very familiar with. And behind behind, <laughs> behind, close, behind close to coal is the police box from oh, Doctor Who. And so this is what we're used to. Now I've all, I've quite liked this box. This has been the one thing, the sort no. of saving grace for the current production for me. I've quite liked this police box, and I've said so publicly a few times. <clears> but when you compare that, when you it would exactly Barnaby, when you compare that to that, there's no yeah. comparison. There's, no. There's, there's, it's no. not good. It's I do like Matt good. Smith's stylized police box, though. I do like it. It's weird, so, isn't it? As Doctor Who fans, we all have our own favourite police box. I mean, mine has to be the the um, the eighties one yeah, without I fail. Mean, that's yeah. my favourite. one. Is I love good. it. Yeah, I, I I like the Matt Smith one. It's like it's like Star Wars, where people like their different lightsabers. I'm great mm. to that, I guess. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I, I prefer the proper looking oh there's problem being hello problem being there's problem being watching in the chat and uh, we've got somebody with their fancy casting for the doctor here matthew oh, burrows yeah. just ray winston <laughs> as the doctor. <laughs> oh that's funny that Who's is funny and things like that i can so see him yeah. doing that i mean ray, i mean do you remember ray winston and robin of sherwood where he really yeah. made his name i mean what a performance he gave in that <laughs> doesn't deserve to be a doctor though let's face it no of course <laughs> no. he's not doctor who material is he no no no, no. So i still nobody... i still think the guy from lucifer should should be the next doctor who should be the next doctor tom ellis tom ellis oh, tom ellis tom yeah, ellis yeah really... missed opportunity with tom ellis because yeah, he's now known yeah. for that american thing isn't he yeah. mm -hmm. missed opportunity with him because he wanted to do it as well didn't he he, he did. put his hat into the ring yeah oh did he 
Yeah, 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 yeah. He's come out since saying he wanted the role and, and made it very obvious to certain producers he wanted the role. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got Jody right. instead. <laughs> <laughs> let's, that's the kind of immersive experience I want. Uh, <laughs> this is. Let's wrap up with some pretty fan art here. This is we haven't talked about the Prydonian for a little while. This no, is one of his latest really darling good. pieces. It's breathtaking what this guy's Fantastic. able to do. Here's a darling. He can even make echinoids look good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's quite well, a feat. That is. Why didn't the Daleks look like this in the uh, the the other the the, uh, the the cosplay doctor? I don't know. Or, or well, nothing looks like it's doing in that version. Come in, come on. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's beautiful, <laughs> absolutely beautiful art. It really is fantastic. Mm. I think he's actually getting better as time goes on. And uh, another person that I keep close an eye on on Twitter is Clayton Hickman. So Clayton's been uh, been looking at old. Doctor Who pictures, pretty much like this yep. one. This is one of my one of my very favourites. Everybody from Power of the Daleks. Obviously, there's the mm. there's the Doctor with his 500 year diary, and he uh, he actually asked Twitter, "Would anybody like to see me colorize that?" And of course, what mm. what do you think? The, what do you think the answer was? Very much no. like mine. Yes, of course we would. <laughs> oh, lovely, absolutely, yeah. that is gorgeous, stunning, sumptuous, absolutely beautiful and the work. Randalls are back. Yeah, mm. we love the roundels mm. and a microphone and the green TARDIS console. They're just visible yes. in the corner, Simon. Yeah, it's not quite. It didn't, it's not quite the right colour in all honesty. Grey, isn't that's, it? That's, 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 he's done it sort of grey. I mean, it should be green. So I think it. Yeah. Maybe just on that on that little upright, just at the top there, it's just green. Artistic license, Simon. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why not just do it green? Do it the colour it should be. Yeah. So, yes. so don't rely on us to show you what Clayton's doing. I'd head over to Twitter and follow him. It's almost worth being on that platform just to follow Clayton Hickman. His work is absolutely stunning, and the man never seems to stop. There's something most weeks to see. There's something something pretty. And same with the Prydonian, really. He's a very modest man. I did actually get in touch with James and ask him if he wanted to come on, come and speak to us, or come onto the podcast, and he politely declined. He's way too shy. I don't and blame him. Look at, the, look at the rabble. Look at the rabble. Yeah. <laughs> the way things have sort of gone. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Okay, that yeah, I think it's time to wrap things up, everybody. What a fantastic show to come back on. Bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> Bottoms and feces and things like that. Yes, this, is the bit, this is the bit where I yeah, I remind people one last time. So yeah, please hit the like button. What this has been fantastic, hasn't it? Lots of people have stayed watching us this afternoon. Thanks for being Fools. with us. Thanks for waiting. <laughs> more, more next week, but more more on that at the weekend. And uh, yeah, keep keep an eye on the channel for more content. Not just not just these videos that the uh, Type 40 podcast as well, of course. So here we are. This is uh, up on our dedicated home feed now, the type40.podbean.com. There we go. That's the link that you need. Or you can catch can say that again, please. On Apple, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, <laughs> iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Play, wherever on the Podbean app itself. <laughs> We're here on YouTube, the world's largest streaming platform, here on the Facebook channel. And, yeah, if you want to have your say, get in touch with us. You can Instagram and Twitter us at Type40DoctorWho. We can email us, Type40DoctorWho at gmail.com. Please, yes, yeah, subscribe to the channel for more. You don't want to miss what's coming next. What else is going on? So anybody got anything good going on for the rest of the week? Sarah, when's your next performance again? When's your time, Lash? 
Do we have a date for your next dramatic triumph? Time lash. <laughs> yes, it is on Sunday, the 30th of May, on the Script Doctors channel. Oh. Uh, so please check that out. I am back with Doctor Who chat this Friday. With who? Uh, so What's that about, Sarah? We've had a little break like we have with the space book, so um, we've got a few things to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, and on Saturday, I am on Blue Bonnet Hoovian's channel. And oh, say hello for me. About, I will do love you. I'll probably see you there. Yeah, we're talking probably. about Chris Croucher. So we're doing Image of the Fendal, Robots of Death and the Face yeah. of Evil. Lovely, lovely. And um, oh, I'm, I'm on Loki's channel tomorrow. I'm very busy this week. My God, woman. <laughs> uh, yes, um, yeah, I'm on. Yes, yeah, so please check out Loki's Mornings of Mischief. Um, so yeah, let's check busy, out Blue busy, busy. Blue Hoovian's channel as well. She's quite, she's quite good. I like she her. Is. There she is. There we've got a message up there from Blue. Great stream as always. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being there, Andy. You've got a channel as well, Barnaby. Remind us where we can find that. What what have people got to search for? Uh, just search Barnaby. It's a, it's a <laughs> just, Barnaby. just Barnaby. Just Barnaby. Simple, plain Barnaby. Oh, yeah. I didn't know like simple, that plain Garrick. I will subscribe. When I oh, yeah, definitely. I, I try and put a couple of um, audiobooks and things I record up there. So, uh, yeah. There I'm, uh, I'm working on one at the moment. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Fantastic. We've got some more content coming as well soon, haven't we, Simon? We've been we've been speaking about about books. We've been speaking to people, haven't we, too? So there's a little bit more content coming soon that's not live streamed, but special video premiere editions of Type Forty, as well as all yeah. the other shows that are here on the channel, like Hard Drive and Teleport. It's all coming back. We just need a little more time to start cranking all of that up. But there's more Type Forty live next Tuesday. We're celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Paul McGann TV movie, the proper anniversary, the UK anniversary. Mm, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Americans and Canadians watching, the UK anniversary. Love we'll be it. here talking about that in a dedicated live stream next week, all our memories of 1996, some slightly happy memories, talking about the loss of John Pertwee earlier on. But yeah, we're going to be talking about the arrival of the Paul McGann Doctor, looking back across that feature-length story, and we've got a special guest coming along too. So that you're not going to want to miss that. That should not be a real again, giggle. By the way. <laughs> it's not, it is not. And Peter Capaldi hasn't even turned up, everybody. No. <laughs> well, very disappointing. Very disappointing. What it's a, worth yeah. it's worth pointing it's worth pointing out though, Dan. Somebody's just arrived. Mark the infinitely tired has just arrived and said, Really wish I'd caught you guys earlier. Don't forget you can find this again on YouTube. You can. Mm -hmm. All of them. Subscribe. All the episodes are on YouTube. Like subscribe. Go, Go and have a whole watch weekend it. of watching yes. this stuff and you'll be really, really, really on drugs by the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Series one and series two in full are up there. I've been top Jake. This graphic as well. Both seasons of Type 40 Live before. They're up to watch too. Obviously, you can go back and you can re-watch and re-listen to all this gold to your heart's content. But so, uh, yeah, that is, that is it for now, though. Uh, I'll speak to you all again soon. Cheers, everybody, for joining in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great to see you all. Bye-bye. Those shows are a blast to make. We'll be putting more of them out too here on the Type 40 feed. But if you want to catch Type 40 live, literally live, Join in with the comments on YouTube and Facebook and wherever. Head over to YouTube, search for The Space Book, and there we are. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the little cloister bell.
then you'll get all the notifications on when we'll be live streaming next. We always have the time if you have the space here at Type 40. Thanks for listening. More soon. Take care. Bye-bye. A Doctor Who podcast is a space book production for the Fandom Podcast Network with music by Problem Being.